What's up, guys and girls and theys and thems and everyone in between? That was Everybody good... everywhere. That was a good one. Welcome to season two. Season dose. Of How to Break Up, the podcast. There we go. Yes, this mm. is really exciting. Welcome back. I'm really glad we chose to do this by seasons. I think it's an appropriate level of structure for us. <laughs> I think if we tried to say like, oh, we're going to do it once a month forever. Oh, we no. would get like no, so that, overwhelmed with that. Who does that, Mav? No one does that. Everything in entertainment goes with seasons. I feel like we know? think better in seasons. It's easier to conceptualize and it's like a nice amount to plan ahead. Yeah. Like we have the next 10 episodes mm-hmm. planned ish. We don't have yeah. like 40 and we don't have to keep coming up with them every week. It's no. like, it's a nice level. It also gives us a chance to like refresh. Yeah. Like, you know, took a little new. break. Yeah. Did some self-care. Yes. Lived our lives as human beings. And yes. now we're here back again. Yeah. And I'm excited. And we have a new thumbnail. Like, we made we a new do. thumbnail. We so we, we look do. a little different this season. We do. Uh, the nature of podcasts is that, like, all of our episodes are now that one thumbnail. Yeah. Wait. Oh, the new one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's kind of sad, though. Uh, but I, I still have that. the old one saved and stuff, so it's, like, not that deep. But just okay. imagine season one was the old thumbnail. Season yeah. new- two is the new thumbnail. We're coming with new energy for yeah. season two, y'all. New We're trying energy, to... New couples. New couples. No repeat couples. Although, because we're human beings talking to each other, I'm sure we'll reference the old episodes and yeah. stuff like that because like we that's how we learned that's, that's how, how i learned that i learned things actually because mav already knows all this stuff and i don't know anything so mav reads a couple books to prep for the podcast yeah. although i will say this episode <laughs> i think it might become a theme that the first episode of every season is one of my like obsession couple mm, i love that i i'm into that i thought i was weird but i think i'm just normal <laughs> You know how when you're a kid, like, before social media, you kind of, like, just thought the shit you did was weird because all of the people around you weren't doing it? So you thought. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, so you thought. But, like, so, for example, last season, the very first episode of the podcast, period, was Cleopatra and Mark Antony. Yes. Honestly, one of my favorites of that season. I'm hoping that this one becomes one of your favorites, too, because I'm wondering if it was your favorite just because of the passion that I, like, came at you with. And was like, this is all the information. <laughs> I'm so excited to tell you about this. Because, like, I think I was in high school. I might have even been in middle school. Just obsessed with okay. Cleopatra. Wow. And, like. That's impressive, man. As much as I would like to be a reader, I'm not a huge reader. Yeah. So I was there, like, early days of YouTube. Looking up Cleopatra. <laughs> typing Cleopatra into <laughs> the search YouTube? bar on YouTube. Being like, what are you going to give me? Wow. You know, watching the movies. Watching That's the. That's pretty incredible. Like, videos that people make and stuff. <laughs> you searching for cleopatra on youtube constantly she would be like i think like expert like so like delighted to hear that that she someone who predates youtube by i don't know how many billions of years a lot yeah not billions but a lot but like billions (laughs) (laughs) to know that she has made it into the youtube search form I yeah don't, i don't know how many times but like you know i just wonder to say that relevant for that long i wonder if she'd be like yeah. aspirational yeah and <laughs> you know what i mean That's like her true. her ego was just that was the, you know it was to the roof. she thought she like... was the embodiment of a goddess i don't know if she thought she was i always wonder I with people like was. that i'm just like do you believe your own con but i think she actually was she's actually like a goddess you know, it was a full obsession, and then this one was again a full obsession. 
and I mean obsession in the way that like I would go to sleep thinking about it. I would wake up thinking about it. I would think about it all day. Like, I mean, that honestly, I don't know if I was obsessed with anything in school that like was not stupid, you know, well, like maybe gushers or like Usher. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing wrong with being obsessed with Usher. I don't, I don't know if that's listen. I mean, well, especially because when we were in middle school, you know, he was the, he was he confessing was stuff. Yeah, he, he was, was like, on top of his woo! game, and and, and, was, and there was drama. This is a you know, I know, but as a middle schooler, yeah. I don't know if I should have been really all that wrapped up in that. That's true. That adult drama. That's true. You know, it was fascinating though. I wish I could still be into Usher. He's not doing enough. You know, he's he's got some stuff. He's not like you know cool anymore though. How dare you, Mav? Take that you back. Know? Take it back. He is cool. I wish he was still cool. Did you cool. see his NPR um, Tiny Desk concert? I mean, he's incredibly talented. The memes, I'm not at all claiming he's not incredibly talented. The memes are to infinity and beyond. So, you know what? He's just he's just moved over into a different lane. He's, he's gotten still older. He's so hot, though. He is hot. Because he looks exactly the same. Yeah, that's, see? That's, that's a thing. He yeah. hasn't really aged. I mean, he has technically, but like not I, physically. Yeah. I definitely had like a ripped out picture from the magazine of him oh, on 100%. the lake. Collage. People used to give me pictures of him <clears throat> in middle school just because they knew how much I liked That's him. So cute. <laughs> I can't. I, I'm sure that 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 I had people like that. I can't remember who they are anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know exactly who they are. Because I feel shout like, out to them. I feel like mine were like Colin Farrell, <laughs> and he's like and a Cleo full Kata. adult. He was like a full adult when I was in middle school. He was never and I was young. Just like, yeah, I think that's what I'm interested in. And they were like, who? what are you talking about and i was like yeah colin farrell haven't what are you, you talking about <laughs> haven't you seen phone booth okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> haven't you seen him also, that, like american outlaws movie. he played like jesse james i've not seen that oh i watched it a bunch <laughs> <laughs> the amount of bad movies i've watched for is it men bad? alone is just like no those were fine i'm not coming okay. for those but in general the phone amount booth of like was a great movie phone booth was a great it's movie. A fantastic is a great movie. movie. It is. Stands the test of time. Again, not what we're talking about. I'm no. so sorry. Okay. Who are we talking about today, Mav? Okay. Today's episode, the yes. <clears throat> season premiere for season two. Drum roll, please. Lucille Ball and Desi <gasps> Arnaz. Gasp. Yes. Oh, I just had a stroke. Did you remember? Because I showed you the list. You of, did. Did you remember? I didn't, but I also kind of like peaked. Yeah, it's been we saying it the whole time. Yeah, I know. So I don't I have did. amazing handwriting, so I'm not it. claiming that. I you saw can... the Lucy, and that's all I need. That's true. That's all I need the 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 like the hold that this show used to have on me. I'm telling you, was like incredible. Me and my grandma used to like watch this every yeah. single night. It's good. I love Lucy. And it's just still laugh. It still off. slaps. You know what I mean? It's still great. It still slaps. It was in black and white when I watched it. Yeah. I don't, it was old it's still black when and I white. watched it. I mean, the colorized versions freak me out a little bit. Because <laughs> it's like that, you clearly colorize things that were not colored in then. Yeah. I'm not saying you got the colors wrong, but it's weird. Yeah. Because like they did, some of them, we'll get to it, but like some of the movies they did were in Technicolor. Oh. But like their show never was. So when you're recoloring the show, I'm just like, that is not correct. <laughs> that looks that's so weird. That's not what that looked like. I mean, I know like it was in color in real life, but like yeah, you know, I mean like real life is in color. That's you a fair know, point. You know, some some places are in black and white. <laughs> Want to hear a funny story really yes, quickly? I do. I was talking to somebody one time, and <laughs> she thought, genuinely thought that parts of africa 
or in black and white. Wait, and, what? And we- <laughs> That's my. That was my reaction, Matt. That was my. Did you stop talking to them about it? I did. They're not like- maybe. I mean, not right after that, <laughs> but that definitely contributed to why I ended up stop yeah. talking to them. Like what? <laughs> There was a video I saw on TikTok yesterday of someone, like, testing their friends, quizzing their friends on stuff. Oh, those are the worst. And they, like, asked them. They showed them a picture of somebody. Let me try and remember. They showed them a picture of, like, I'm going to say the wrong person, but it was someone like Kris Jenner. Uh And she goes, Kamala Harris. (laughs) And then her friends started laughing. And then she was like, the first lady, right? And I was like, you're so wrong on so many levels. Uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> you're so, it upsets me how wrong I've you are. i never heard someone say so many wrong things consecutively <laughs> yes. in a row. Although. One after the other. That being, I don't need you to be an expert. Like, I will love Kiki Palmer till the day I die. And I. Is Kiki Palmer who said that? No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. I was like, wait, what? No, no, Kiki Palmer did that lie detector interview with Vanity Fair. And they showed her a picture of, um. They asked her about the show True Jackson VP, oh, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then they were like, what do you think of this B- VP? And they showed her a picture of Dick Cheney. Uh-huh. And she was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I might look ridiculous, but uh, I don't know who this man is. <laughs> it's sorry so to good. This man. <laughs> I'm so, yeah, I'm sorry to this man. It's so good. I laugh so hard every time I see it. Mm, to be fair, you know, who gives a shit about Dick Cheney? Yeah, fuck Dick Cheney. But like... <laughs> You should know who the current... If you're an adult... Yeah. You should know who the current president and vice president are. Yes. At the very least. If you can't go backwards, that's least. on you. Like, you know, sure. whatever. You do you. Sure, sure, sure. I like... But you gotta... <laughs> you should at least know. <laughs> I agree. Okay. I agree, Matt. Okay. Let's... We're back on Lucy and Desi. Yes. Uh, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. All right. So we're going to start with Lucy. Heartthrob. Okay, love her. She's my favorite already in this in this duo. This is going to be interesting. Okay, am I not going to like her? No. No, I'm not going to like her? No, you are going to... I mean, everyone loves her. She's right. the best forever. Yeah. don't ruin um, me. I also love him, though. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. And I think usually it's... usually the men suck, so... Yeah. He doesn't <laughs> not... He, like, he doesn't not suck. He sucks in the way that men suck. Oof. You know what I mean? Well, that's... That's Men just be sucking. But she sucks too sometimes. You know, like it was like, I think that they would agree that they wouldn't want you to not like either one of them. You know okay. what I mean? They both had their sucky moments. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lucille Ball was born August 6, 1911 in Jamestown, New York. 1911? 1911. Wow. Jamestown, New York is a little south of Buffalo, just so you can oh, understand locations. It still exists. It's still on the map. Yeah. They must have got murdered by that storm. You know? The holiday storm in Buffalo that, like, was crazy. Oh, yeah. But it's, like, south of Buffalo. But, like, barely? I don't know. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> it definitely is south of Buffalo. I'm not... I wouldn't uh, venture a guess on the number of miles south of Buffalo it is. Okay. It's closer to Buffalo than it is so it's any like, other it's like city. northern New York. Yes. Yeah. 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 But northern and western New York. It's pretty close to Michigan. It's, like, on the Erie. Oh. It's, like, on Lake Erie. Oh. Okay. That's cool. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> her mother's name was Desiree Hunt. We're going to call her Dee Dee because everyone called her Dee Dee. I like the name Desiree. Well, 
It's there. Dee Dee's cool too. Her father was Henry Durrell Ball. They had been living in Montana before Lucy was born, and so they went back afterwards. I'm not sure where in Montana, because mm. they only lived there for, like, a few months before Dee Dee wanted to be, like, a little closer to home. And so they home moved to... Jamestown, Georgetown, Jamestown. Jamestown. Um, so they moved to Wyandotte, Wyandette, Michigan. Never heard of it's that. It's a suburb of Detroit. Oh. I was really hoping you'd come in with the, like, pronunciation. No. Some of those Michigan towns. I know. They're crazy. I have heard. Who hasn't heard of Detroit? But I've never heard of Wyandotte. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, my other problem is, I'm pretty sure it's Wyandotte or something like that. It's W-Y-A-N-D-O-T-T-E. Mm-mm. Either way, in Wyandotte, he worked on telephone poles. Like, okay. he was a telephone pole guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when Lucy was four years old in 1915, her mother was pregnant with the so second baby. they're living baby. in Michigan now. They're living in Michigan right now. But I think Baller. it's... I'm pretty sure it's close to... Or closer <coughs> to, to Jamestown. Copy. It might just be like across the, the across lake. Across the pond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Lucy was four in 1915, her mother was pregnant and her father got sick with something that she called in her book, The Grip. Lucy. Which I googled... <laughs> And it means the flu. <laughs> I could have just written the flu, but she really did say he came down with the grip. And I was like, that's actually kind of fuck is that, Luce? I like that. <laughs> I'm going to start calling that. So he the has flu the now. flu. Yeah. And then a big storm hits the town. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's like a sleet storm. And so it fucks up the telephone lines. Ooh. And so he goes to help. But he's sick. But he's sick. Why is and he so why help? is he? I know. That's irresponsible. I know. Well, they didn't, they uh, hadn't quite had their pandemic yet. That comes in seven years, technically, right? 1918. That's true, the Spanish flu. Yeah, so they weren't yet respecting those boundaries. No, but I feel like if you're sick, that's like a normal thing to not go into work. especially Not for everybody. Not when you're broke. A heavy storm, sure. Not when you're broke and you don't. This is also pre-New Deal, so I don't know that they had the same sort of workers' rights yeah, and, no, like, no paid sick leave there. and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not sure that they had that or they not. They didn't have health insurance. They were also pretty poor. Like, it's not... They weren't, like... They were Destitute, poor. but they, like... They had to work yeah. for a living. They didn't have, like, yeah. she savings. There was no cushion. So generational wealth thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, so he had gone out there to help them. <clears> and <throat> in doing that, he got typhoid. <gasps> That's horrible. That's worse, right? And he died in February. Oh! <clears throat> that is worse. What a... It'll kill you. I mean, sometimes the well, flu will kill you, but I think did. it has to become pneumonia or something like that. That's true. It has to transform a bit. Um, so after her father died, they returned to Jamestown, and Dee Dee gave birth to Lucy's little brother, Fred. So she was already prego. Mm-hmm. I mm. said that in my sentence. Oh. She was like five months pregnant when he died. That. Yes, I did. Oh, I said when Lucy was four in 1915, her mother was pregnant. No. And her father got sick. You no. just listened to the grip and you like ignored everything. <laughs> I think you emphasize. You might have said that in your head. Matt, like, Listen. You emphasize the grip and, and the dad being sick. Either way. Okay. Fred. Fred. Little bro. Little brother Fred. They lived with Dee Dee's parents. Her oh. parents are named Fred and Flora. But we're going to call them Grandpa and Grandma Hunt. Great. So that we know who they are. Love it. Their last name is Hunt. Desi- uh, Dee Dee's maiden name was Hunt. Okay. Um, her mother suffered from depression, which I'm like, yeah, probably. Sounds like a sad life. Um, and so it was decided that going to California would be good for her. 
So she for left. Dee Dee? For Dee Dee. She left. Alone. Oh. Dee Dee went to California alone. Well, I guess. Living so Freddie, the, her little brother, mm-hmm. lived with her grandparent, her grandparents' hunt. Mm-hmm. Her grandmother, grandfather. As did Lucy. Lucy lived with her mother's little sister. Where did she come Lola? from? Lola? Yeah, her Aunt Lola. I mean, I like that name. But her where... Aunt Lola had just gotten married to her Uncle George. And they were like literally on their honeymoon, but they took Lucy in and took care of her when she's where, a little baby. Where do they live? In, in the same town. No, they're all back in Jamestown now. Oh, okay. They're, they're kind of done moving around for now. Okay. Fa- uh, okay, just to recap. Father dies in Michigan. So sad. Sorry. Baby's born in Michigan. No, the baby's born in Jamestown. They come back immediately. They move to Jamestown right after I'm the father I'm pretty sure dies. that the father's like buried in Jamestown because I think he's also from Jamestown. Mm, okay. Father dies. Although weirdly, they never mention her like paternal grandparents. Maybe they're not, in the so maybe they're not that close. I don't know what happened picture. there. Yeah. But they're in Jamestown. They move back yes. to Jamestown after he passes. Yes. Parents t- take care of Fred there. In general, she does mention in her autobiography a lot of towns that are like nearby. Like I think Jamestown might be kind of like, you know how like we're in North Hollywood and you kind of have to go to Santa Monica to get to the beach? Yeah. I feel like Jamestown is not, like, touching Lake Erie, mm-hmm. but there's, like, a, a town, town right next to it that is kind yeah. of thing, is what I think. So she mentions a lot of places that they go okay. that are Around nearby Jamestown. towns. But I'm just, we're just going to call it kind of all Jamestown because that's sure. easier and simpler. Dee's in Cali now. Dee Dee has gone to California. It doesn't say where in California she went, but I'm mm-hmm. assuming Southern because it seems like they wanted her to have, like, the sun. And the fresh air and stuff like that. Yeah. Because there was not smog up there. Sure, Bad sure, sure. yet, I assume. Um, she came back in a year, though. Oh, okay. Good for her. After, in 1919, so like, we're, we skipped ahead a few years, mm-hmm. Dee Dee married Ed Peterson. <clears throat> okay. He was a nice guy, mm-hmm. but he like, wasn't very fatherly. Mm. Like, at the wedding, Lucy came up to him. She's like, in 1919, she's eight. Yeah. And she was like, oh, are you my new daddy? And he was like, my name's Ed. And like shook her hand. <laughs> so just not warm. But he's yeah. not mean or anything. Yeah, he's just little, He did marry a mother of two. A little goofy. With no desire to be a father, though. So that's well, that seems confusing. questionable to me. Yeah, I don't know about that decision. But And then Dee Dee and Ed. And then Dee Dee and Ed went to Detroit to try hey. and find work. Gang, gang. Because there just wasn't enough work in Jameson. So that's why I'm thinking that it's really close. Yeah. Because they mm-hmm. just hopped over. Just do a little swim. This time, Freddie stayed with the grandparents. He's and been with Lucy, the grandparents this whole time. They have right? been with the grandparents. They moved. They were living with the grandparents. Well, actually, her parents, her parents might have, when her mom came back and married him, like for mm-hmm. those years, they might have had their own place. I can't remember. Uh, okay. But Lucy was with, what's her Well, face? when her mom came back from California. So her mom left for California around 1915, would have been back by like 1916. Mm. She marries this guy in 1919. So there is like three years that they might have been living together nearby in Jamestown, but not with the parents because they don't have that big of an apartment. Um, That's why Lucy's not staying with them is because there's not that much room. Mm, it's not because they like don't like sister, her. Right? But this time she's not staying with the sister. This time she's <laughs> staying with Ed, the new husband's parents. So her like step grandparents, I That's guess. So fucking random and weird. Yeah. Um, her she calls her grandma Peterson her ed's mother oh okay so uh-huh. you know it's like her grandmother i yeah. guess but she's also not a very warm person mm. see where she gets it from uh lucy credits grandma peterson with instilling her with a sense of duty and discipline 
that she really does carry. Like, Lucy is also not as, like, carefree and fun as you think she is based on the character she's played. She's a lot more reserved and, like, a really hard... Like, she's a really hard worker. Okay. And I'm sure a part of that came from Grandma Peterson. Yeah. Lucy was the happiest happiest when her family was all together. And by that, I mean her mom, her brother, and her grandparents. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even her aunt Lola, but like that, like her actual family, not yeah. necessarily Ed, Ed and all and of them. His grandparents, his parents. Yeah. yeah. So when her grandpa Hunt bought a sort of big country house, he specifically bought a house that was big enough for everyone to live in together. She was stoked. Okay, love that. Stoked. So then they all moved together. Her mother and Ed came back, and everyone settled into Grandpa Hunt's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point, I don't know if I wrote it down or not. At some point, Ed and her mom do divorce. Oh. Okay. But I, again, don't think it was super dramatic. Mm. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Um, Grandpa Hunt loved taking her to shows. He really loved vaudeville. Do you know what vaudeville is? Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain, so I didn't really want to, like, explain it, explain oh, it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. No, I gotcha. I so gotcha. he would take her to go see vaudeville shows. That's where she got the... Exactly. Well, her and her brother would go and like redo them throughout. You know what I mean? Like they would play and redo the scenes that they saw. Love that. Uh, Her grandmother died of uterine cancer when she was 11. So much death. Yeah. Her life is hard. Yikes. On July 27th. uh, So when Lucy was 16. Mm -hmm. uh, While she was in high school and stuff, she would do some like theater stuff. And actually Ed encouraged her to do theater. He thought she was good. Oh. So that was, like, nice of him, and he was supportive of it. And she said she even, when she went back to visit Jamestown after she had become a movie star. Sorry. So even after. I'm not sure when they got divorced. So it might have been while they were married or not. But even after they got divorced, for sure, she would go back and visit Grandma Peterson, and she would go back and visit Ed. And she did thank them both for. She could tell they were proud of her after she sort of made it in Hollywood. Yeah. And she let them both know how important they were, or she felt they were. To who she became. That's so beautiful. Yeah. What a W for Lucy. Um, On July 4th, 1927, Grandpa Hunt gave gave Freddie a rifle for his 12th birthday. This is going to end horribly. I already know, Mav. They were practicing shooting. Like, he set up a bunch of cans for them to practice shooting. Uh And it was Lucy, her cousin, um, Cleo, who was Lola's daughter. Okay. um, Freddie. Her little brother, her uh-huh. grandfather, and then this girl that, like, Freddie was kind of dating, but they're 12. So it's, like, 12-year-old dating. You know what okay, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's his friend. Uh, his little they friend. were all together kind of shooting the gun. Mm-hmm. Cleo is a few, like, a year or two younger than Freddie, just to give it, like, so oh, Lucy's, like, like, four years older than everyone else. Uh-huh. And then you have a bunch of 12, 10-year-olds. Yeah, okay. Then there was, uh, while they were practicing shooting, they noticed a neighbor boy that, like, the boy that lives next door. Mm-hmm. Um, and the grandpa Hunt saw him and said, Hey, come sit here. Like, come sit, like, go sit over there and pointed to a safe place for him to sit down mm. to watch. Cause he was just sort of watching off to the side. Uh, uh-huh. And he was very specifically like, go sit on the other side of the gun. Yeah. So not like, yeah. In the range. Of and then the gun. it was the girlfriend's turn. Mm-hmm. She was shooting. And then that little boy's mom yelled for him to come home. The neighbor boy. Yeah. And she was apparently um, mean in general. 
than mom. And scared him, yeah. you know? So every time she yelled, he would jump and run home. Yeah. So she yelled, he jumped and ran to go home. Mm-hmm. But he ran right in front of the gun as she was firing it. Oh, no. It shot him through the spine and he was paralyzed for the rest of his life. Oh. So. Horrible. Yeah. What what crazy timing? Well, yeah. the Lucy's like I mean like she wrote the book or like recorded the stuff that became the autobiography mm-hmm. in the sixties. So she's like a full adult, like semi old lady at that point. You know yeah, what I mean? She's reminiscing and she's still almost. upset about it. Like you can I mean, tell that's... from the words that she's still actively upset about it. Yeah, it that's... ruined their life. How so? The family went after her family, her oh, grandfather, because oh. he was the only adult present. Yeah. And they, uh, first of all, made the law go after him and he was found to be negligent. Mm. And he didn't, he, he wasn't, like, even the judge was like, I don't think this is the right decision. You know, I yeah. don't necessarily agree with this. So I think he was just given, like, probation, basically. But mm-hmm. the family went after him in civil court and took the house they took his entire savings. Oof. They took everything that they had. Yeah. But because it was like wrapped up in lawyer's fees, the family didn't end up with anything either. The anyway. family? Yeah. That sucks. And so I mean, Lucy guess... was just like, why did you ruin our lives well, for nothing? Their son, I guess, is paralyzed, yeah. you know? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a tough pill I'm not to necessarily like, I can see why Lucy's mad. Yeah. But I'm also not like... I don't really have a dog in this fight. You know, it's yeah, been, yeah. I mean, it's it, been a while. I think it's, she like, she said, of course, my grandfather would have paid for all of his medical expenses for the rest of his life. Like, mm-hmm. of course he would have done that. Yeah. And so I think she was just like, you didn't have to be mean. Yeah. You didn't have to like be nasty about it. We, it was an accident. It was yeah, clearly yeah. an accident. You didn't take everything. And they tried, I think what really hurt her in general was that they tried to make it seem like they had done it on purpose. Oh, like the little girl, the yeah. girlfriend girl. Well, first of all, the little girl left town and never came back and never really faced any consequences of being the one behind the trigger. But that's a different situation. Right. Also, she was like... 10. Scared, probably. Yeah. She was like but yeah, 10, they like tried know. to... Either the family or people in general tried to start rumors that they were like always mean to that boy. They had like Lucy's treated family? him like... Yeah, that they had treated him like target practice or something. And she was like... That was... We loved that kid. He was yeah. our friend. We yeah. were we were as upset as everyone else was that he got hurt. Yeah. Anyway, she had been doing theater. At the same time that all this is happening, uh-huh. she is kind of entering her rebellious phase. Ooh. So she's like, she said she ran that away from the, home. That was the origin of her villain story right there. I guess. So. She's really still upset about it. Telling you. Um, she, it's like the, inju- and I think it also, she said it really affected her grandfather because it just made him realize that there like wasn't actually justice in the world you know like when you get fucked over by the court system like that you stop believing in the court system yeah the court system's fucked mav always yeah. has been well i we tried you know what i mean like the <laughs> the rules we i guess tried. are tried but then you also make it specifically full of loopholes that people are going to find and abuse and yeah. all that crap it's always based in power he was already a bit of a socialist i'll say grandpa hunt uh-huh. he was already you know for the workers rights and like yeah. pushing for that and then that a progressive just, man and this really yeah is... i think that just gave him a full break from the american judicial system he was just kind of like well fuck this then yeah um he also, like, lost his house. Like, that sucks. Yeah, no, that's, that's, they lost everything. And they didn't have that much to begin with, but they had scrimped and, like, saved their whole lives to get that. And then they just took it. Yeah. Um, 
But she was in her rebellious phase. She said she ran away from home a lot, like stuff like that. She also had a boyfriend who she said was the son of a mob guy, like a mob boss. boss. Wow. And then her, she said that her boyfriend's dad died and he became the head of the mob boss. And then he got a little too busy and they broke up. <laughs> like <laughs> she really just like threw that in there. A lot of time. And you know, he was busy, but she still would like mobbing around. Town. She still would mention his name. Like, I think his name was Johnny and she would say things like, well, Johnny took me to the train station or Johnny picked me up in the train station. So yeah. I think he like, they still were they still friendly. Were, yeah. Yeah. They ended on good terms. Um, her mom got managed to scrounge up enough money to send her to drama school in New York. Mm-hmm. so she went to new york for the drama school yeah. and i think it was the kind of school where first year you get in and you pay tuition and then it's almost like the first year is an audition for the second year oh you have to be asked you have to, to be good back. and she yeah. wasn't good enough according to them Yikes. they didn't think she had any talent they told her go home wow and get married and have a family so fucking rude and she said i'm not gonna do that right now <laughs> thank she you so said, much for your information i'm not gonna do that right now she said respectfully she go started to model she began modeling in 1928, but then she got sick and went to work anyway. And she got a rheumatic fever, which she, like she, she got, got like sick and then continued to model anyway. Yeah, she like went to the fitting anyway, oh, sick okay. and like stood for hours and hours and just got mm. sicker. Because modeling is like hard work. I mean, it's not the coal mines or climbing yes. up a telephone pole, yes. but it isn't like it's a lot of on your feet. Yeah, especially standing. she was like a fitting model. It wasn't like she was a photo shoot model. Oh. Not that there, I don't know that there really were photo shoot models like that. All the way back then. No. I think pictures were incredibly expensive. Um, that was back in the day where you would pose and they would draw, draw you. you. Mm. And you become like the cigarette She girl was or that whatever. kind of model? Yeah. Well, she was also modeling the fit for clothes and in fashion shows and stuff like oh, that. Oh, like a runway model? Yeah. Okay. But she was in a fitting. So she went to the fitting yeah. and like stood all day and yeah. was poked and prodded and blah, blah. And, and she... got sicker. She um, got room, a rheumatic fever. So like... She got, like, rheumatoid arthritis in her legs, which Ooh, is, like, they swelled up and yeah, were really, really painful. Really gross. She had to go home. She had to go home to Jamestown to, like, get better, and she was there for two years. She moved back to New York City to continue modeling in 1930, and she even got some work as a chorus girl on Broadway. Congrats, Lucy. Congrats, Love girl. Love to hear it. Love you, girl. So, eventually, she got the eye of a Samuel, a Samuel Goldwyn Scout. This is the beginning. He had, yeah, he had these things called history. the Goldwyn Girls, which was basically a group of pretty girls who would be mostly background players in, in his movies. Mm-hmm. So, the way that it happened was there was one girl whose mom, like, pulled her out. She had been, she'd oh. gone through the audition and had been picked as a Goldwyn Girl, and then her mom yoinked her out. Why? Unclear. Lucy didn't ask ask for that information. Jealous, mom. She, so because that girl pulled out so last minute, Mm -hmm. she, Lucy got hired without an audition. Oh, good for her. And she was like, thank God, because if they would have auditioned, I would not have gotten it. (laughs) Because they were like, you've acted before. And she's like, yeah. Yeah, I have. 100%. (laughs) So she took a, a train to California and she started to appear as a background, kind of like a background model character in movies yeah she called herself like a clothes hanger she's pretty skinny so she would just wear beautiful dresses in the background of these movies and stuff mm-hmm. she was soon sort of in quotes adopted quote unquote adopted by ginger rogers mother leela you know ginger Wa- ginger rogers yeah like rogers and astaire she like would dance yeah. with him yeah yeah ginger i think is close to lucy's age oh, okay so they sort of came in at around the same time but yeah homies ginger's mother layla it feels sort of dismissive to call her a stage mom. She definitely was in the sense that she was like, 
instrumental in shaping Ginger's career and getting her these opportunities and stuff. But she also did that for other people. At some point, the studios realized how good she was with new talent and they would send Lucy? her people. No, no, Layla. Layla, Ginger Rogers' mom. Mm, okay. Uh, they realized how good she was with new talent. Yeah. And they would send her their new girls, almost like a finishing school for Hollywood. Yeah, just like... And so that's kind of what she did with Lucy. Okay. She helped her grow into a better actress and performer. And she actually got her in a, like a number of small ro- roles mm. in like Ginger's movies. That's dope. Or in like other uh, movies from like the same uh, studios and stuff mm. like that. Okay. Lucy was able to save enough money to first move out her brother. And then her brother got a job. To where is she? California. California. Okay. She gets there. She starts saving up money. Yeah. Gets enough to send her brother. Her brother comes out. He gets a job. They work together to save up enough to get her mom and her grandfather. And they get like a little house that they can all live together in, I think, the valley. But uh, in California for sure. The valley's where it's at. She became friendly with a producer named Ralph Forbes. He was like this fancy British guy. Forbes? Mr. Forbes? Forbes. I don't know if there's any relation. Mm. But he was like, she said he was fancy, had a British accent. Sounds sounds related. He proposed, but she was just not in love with him. So yeah. she said no. Ooh. She also her. started working for a producer that was also a lot older than her that she said fell in love with her. For some, She was like, for some reason he fell in love with me. So, but he did and She's he was so married. She's so lovable. I mean, we, I mean, I love you. I do saying. love Lucy. So... She, he was married with a wife and kids, though, and what he said he wanted to dick. leave his family to marry her. That sounds like a great foundation. And all of her friends were like, he's a really powerful producer. You should do it, Gross. basically. Bad friends. And she was like, no. <laughs> and so as soon as she turned him down, he kind of lost interest in her and her career and yeah. wasn't helping her with it anymore. Mm. And his wife had found out about, yeah, affair yeah. seems like a generous word, but he found she found out about Lucy and used her connections in town to get Lucy, like, blacklisted. What a jealous So hoe. the words came down that, like, the word came down from RKO, the studio that she was signed to at the time, that, like, she was not going to be any more A pictures. Um. So she became the queen of the bees. They gave her a ton of B movies. Okay. To star in. And then she was good. Yeah, she's good. And the B movies were getting good reviews. Great. Love it. Um, one of them called Five Came Back became an actual hit, like was making a lot of money. Yeah. And so as that was happening, and like time is passing, mm-hmm. as that was happening, they decided they were going to start putting her in A pictures again. Yeah. Uh, and so they were like, hey, there's this Broadway show called Too Many Girls that is a sensation. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves it. Yeah. So we're going to, we have the rights to make that into a movie. Mm-hmm. So you're going to New York to promote this movie that you're doing while you're there. See this show. We want to give you the lead role. Blah, 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 blah. Wait. So she's not going to be in the movie, but she's going to be. She's going to be in the movie. In the show? No, she's going to be in the movie. They're saying they're not making the movie yet. Uh-huh. The show's still on Broadway. So they're uh-huh. basically saying like, go watch the show and tell us what you think. Oh, okay. Kind of thing. Okay. Um, she went to New York. She did press for the movie, and then she saw the show. And when she saw the show, <clears throat> when she saw the show, she was entranced, as everyone else in the audience was, Oh, by one of the stars of the show, <gasps> Desi Arnaz. Desi! Desi, Desi What a fucking incredible, he, like, cute is that. An yeah. absolute sensation. Oh, it's not even. You, you couldn't listen, even write that. Um, This is, they don't even meet yet. This well, isn't even the meet cute yet. She, she met him, kind of. Sort of. I think I yelled that. That's on me. <laughs> you did yell it. Um, she was so entranced that her and her like date for the show. Yeah. 
decided to go to the club that Desi performs at that night to try and meet him. Mm-hmm. But he did not work that night. Oh. So no big deal. Whatever. We'll she back. went back to she went back to L.A. and she went back to work while the studio waited because you can't like you can't make the movie adaptation while the Broadway show is like huge like that you have to she wait for it to calm down a little bit and especially because they were using the cast yeah of the show yeah in the movie for the most part mm-hmm. or for a lot of the roles not all of them obviously lucy's gonna be in it but like yeah. for a lot of them so they have to wait for stuff makes sense so because it was so popular they were like it's gonna be a, a little while before we can start like not years but it's oh. gonna be a little while before we oh, can okay. start making this movie yeah so she started shooting a movie called dance girl dance Okay. With Maureen O'Hara, which I have seen. It's a pretty good movie. Dance Girl Dance. Uh, O'Hara played like a ballerina type, per- type girl. No, no. Maureen O'Hara. Mm. She played a ballerina type girl. She has the really, really soft features and she's kind of a quiet girl and really graceful. Yeah. Um, and Lucy played a show girl. Like she played the villain in the movie. Mm, okay. And the movie climaxes with a big, huge cat fight between those two characters. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> we're on to Desi now. Just keep, that, just keep that in your mind. She's doing that while okay. waiting for this it's a show. movie to that's come a, back. That's another for waiting Broadway. for the Broadway show to be become the movie. Right. She, but the thing that Lucy's doing right now, the cat, the cat, the yeah, cat she's fight starting, thing. Yeah. That's she's filming movie? that right now. That's yeah. a movie. Okay. Okay. She's making that right now. Copy while that. she's waiting yes. for Desi to come to yes. LA. Yes. He okay. doesn't, I mean, she doesn't know she's waiting for him. But no, she's waiting but for we him. know that. And he knows that. Desi Arnaz, whose real name is... <gasps> Desiderio Alberto Arnazi de Acha. That is... Say that again, Rob. Desiderio? No. Desiderio. Dario. Yeah. D-E-S-I-D-E-R-I-O. D-E-S-I- I mean, my pronunciation D-E-S-I- might not be spot on, D-E-R- but I'm doing my best here. D-E-R-I-O. Desiderio. Love it. Alberto Arnazi de Acha. So many names. Well, Beautiful. in... Rolls off the tongue. In Spanish, you use both your parents' names. Yeah, in Spanish, you have like 85 names. And he does. I love it. He was born on March 2nd, 1917 in Santiago de Cuba. He's an older, or no, a younger, a younger fella. He's from Santiago de Cuba. Um, They both, in in the first lines of both their autobiographies, they give the date that they were born, Mm -hmm. and then they say their sign. Their sign? Yeah. like their astral. Yeah. Lucy's like, I was born on this day, I'm a Leo. And he was like, I'm born on March 2nd, I'm a Pisces. And I'm like, like, wrote it together. No, they didn't. (laughs) They might have. They did not. They consulted each other. Um, get ready for this. Okay. Desi's father uh-huh. was a doctor. Love it. Uh, Desi's dad, like, he's the third. He's like, the so dad. everything I just said as his name, add the third on the end of that. To Desi's father? Desi's name. So Desi is the third. Oh, Desi's okay, father okay. is the, the second. second. Yeah, and then his And Desi's grandfather is, is first, you know. Yeah. So I'm just going to call them their relation to him so we're not dealing, because you get overwhelmed with names. I do. So his father, Desi's father, was a doctor Uh and is eventually elected as mayor of Santiago. Oh, that's okay. His great-grandfather was appointed by the Queen of Spain to be the mayor of Santiago in 1869. So he comes from a line of His great-great-grandfather. Royalty. So his great-grandfather, the mayor of Santiago's father, his Uh great-great-grandfather, okay, was given a large chunk of California along with his wife, Desi's great-great-grandmother, whose name was Ventura. Ventura? Mm-hmm. Ventura Boulevard. I did some research Ventura to see. Ventura County? I don't know. Which one? I'm getting conflicting reports. When I, He said, yes, 
that it's named after her. All of it? Google said no. Ventura County? Maybe Ventura parts. So, like, maybe the boulevard's named after her, but, like, the mm. county's not or something. Okay. Because he said that um, one of his distant cousins, so they shared that great, great grandfather and grandmother. Uh-huh. But they, I mean, I guess he didn't know them anymore. So they might be like, you know, because when you get that great, you have a lot of those level of cousins. So yeah. it was like a slightly distant cousin called him and was talking to him about the land that they owned of the California land. Uh-huh. And she said it was like Beverly Hills and Bel Air. And That's he was Ventura. like, well, not County, but Boulevard. That's Boulevard. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. he was like, I wish yeah. they kept the. The deeds. And she was like, you're telling me. <laughs> she was so annoyed. Um, so that's his great-great-grandfather. Great-great-grandfather was the owner of California. Parts of it. California. Parts of it. And then his great-great-grandfather was the mayor. Was appointed by the queen to be the mayor. Okay. So this was back when um, Cuba was under Spanish rule. Uh-huh. His grandfather. Yes. Had been the doctor assigned to Teddy Roosevelt's Rough Riders. Ooh. And the Spanish-American War. Rough Riders. That gained Cuba its independence r- from r- Spain. R- 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 that's really... I'm so... Okay. We're saying... This is all just his father's side I, of the family. Oh, is the mother just as impressive? It's She's also got some stuff, though. So Rough we're going... So you have stuff. Desi. Desi's dad is elected the mayor. Yeah, yeah. Desi's grandfather... He's got he's got some thick... Rode with thick Teddy Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Uh, his great-grandfather was appointed the mayor by the queen... And his great great grandfather was given parts of California by the Queen. Right. So he's well. So that's connected. a very dignified Cuban family. Yes, and much different than Lucy's upbringing. True. His mother Dolores, mm-hmm. who I think they called—I'm just going to call him his mom—but I think her nickname was Lolita. Lolita. Just for an idea of who she Lolita. is. Lolita. I like um, that. Dolores was the daughter of one of the founders of Bacardi Rum. Dolores was the daughter of one of the founders. Of Bacardi so Rum. So her dad founded Bacardi, Bacardi Rum. Rum. Wow. Bacardi Rum. Wow. That's still... Bacardi. Not just like some rum that you've never heard of. No. Bacardi. Like the rum. The rum. Yeah, he did say it's the best rum in the world, but I do think he's biased. A little. A little. But honestly... It is cute, though. It's still like, going on today, man. As you keep going through the story, he like will mention parties he's having or things that he's doing, and he always like... We'll say that he walked in and he ordered a Bacardi. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's his drink. And I just think that's so cute. That is cute. He wants to support his mommy. Yeah. Love that. Uh, So he had a very privileged upbringing. He was also, like, the only son. Like, I think he was his grandfather, the Rough Rider. I think he was the only grandson of that whole family. He didn't have any siblings? uh, He didn't have any siblings. And I think there might have been daughter cousins hanging out. Mm. So he was the only, like, his grandfather instilled in him a great importance to carry on the Arnez name. Yeah. You know. Because he didn't, there was no, there was no Because that's what we got. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He also talks a fair amount about his grandfather's mistresses. Oh. Mm. And he really, like, I think he's making early points to let you guys know that he was raised on the idea that you cheat on your wife. Right. That's just commonplace. It's just what happens. It's what men do. And you're just like. It's what men do, Mav. You're like, sweetie. No. Because he even goes like, American girls just don't seem to accept this rule. And I was like, yeah, they don't. It's not a rule. And then you married an American girl. So I don't know. You're shocked. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So he's living this very privileged life. Yeah. It's beautiful. He's got a tons of... His book is great. I do like his auto... His book is so fun. I bet. I would let you borrow it, but look at it. You know, I'm never going to read that map. It's... Oh, why'd you do it? I... This is how it came to me. I don't think it's in print anymore. You so the only copy that? I could get, yeah, I got this a decade ago. Like I got this when I was obsessed. Remember? Oh yes. 
you're obsessioned. But I thought you were obsessed with Cleopatra. You were yeah, also I'm obsessed, obsessed with, with Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That book's so good. We'll keep talking about it as we continue. Yeah. And her book's really good too. But I have her book on my Kindle. I don't have it in uh, physical, physical form. Copy. I used to have it in physical form, but I've lost it. I don't know where it is. I thought it was at my parents' house. And when I went home for Christmas, I tried to find it and I couldn't. He so was I a good looking kid. Bought it again. Oh, yeah. He was a hottie with a body. Yeah. I mean, he aged. He aged, but he looked good as a. <laughs> There's a lot of Bacardi rum on that face. <laughs> All right. He, he in, 19, life. in 1933, the president of Cuba, Machado, was deposed. Oh, okay. Um, I I believe either the like American government or just important people in America knew he was going to get deposed because mm-hmm. he was able to flee to Miami as it was happening. So he was fine. It's not like Machado died. Who was fine? The president, Machado, the oh, oh. now former president of Cuba. Okay. Um, but in the power vacuum of him leaving, mm-hmm. Bolsheviks, communists, okay. took over the government of Cuba. Okay. Um, it was a big deal. It was a big issue. Yeah. Um, it's not Castro because it's way before Castro. Right. But it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. We know about communism in Cuba. It's it's an issue, I guess. Sure. Although I, I'm not against communism in general. Not the point. Um, but the Bolsheviks took over and they started to arrest all of the members of Machado's regime. That included Desi's father, who had very recently, like a month ago or maybe even like a week ago, been elected to Congress. And then he gets arrested. In support of the, the now former president. But he, then he gets so, arrested. well, it's like, they're not just taking over. They're an angry mob. Who's the, an the angry The communists, mob? Oh, the, okay. the Bolsheviks. They're uh-huh. a complete crazy angry mob. Okay. Uh, people are being murdered in the streets. Oh. It's not okay. Yeah. Desi says he was like playing soccer or something with one of his friends. And he just got this feeling that he like needed to go home. Yeah. And so he, he as soon as he got home to his house, uh-huh. there in Santiago, his dad, because he just got into Congress, is in Havana. So they're not together. I'm confused. Desi and his mom still live in Santiago, mm-hmm. right? His dad, who had just been elected to Congress, is in Havana. Oh, okay. Because that's, I think that's the capital of Cuba. Sure. Santiago, yes. I think it might be the biggest city. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's and like then, Lansing and Detroit. Mm-hmm. So he's in Lansing mm-hmm. and they're in Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he gets home and as he's getting home, the phone's ringing. He picks it up. It's his uncle. Um, who says, get out of your house right now. Get your mother and go. You have to go go to this place. It's a safe house. You have to go hide here. Uh-huh. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, they're coming for you. And he's like, okay, we'll grab some stuff. And he's like, no, you do not have time to grab anything. Grab your mother and leave. <laughs> like, you do not have time to pack. Oh, no. And he um, is telling this to his mother, who starts to sort of grab the petty cash that they have, try to gather as much as she can. Yeah. And he looks out the window and he can see at the top of the hill, according to him. Not, I'm not saying he's uh, exaggerating. Maybe. But he says he can see at the top of the hill the mob coming. Like uh-huh. he can see. And I believe him that there's a big mob of people coming for his house and that they can see them or get wind of this. Yeah. People coming with pitchforks and like fire and yeah. like they're coming. Flames, yeah. And so Ooh. they grab as much cash as they can and they run they and they leave. It. Book it to the safe house. Um, Their car, like the battery of their car, they have a driver because they're hella wealthy. Of course. Um, And he's go- he's taking them and he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> the battery to the car is at the shop. The car won't start. And just then 
one of the like politicians from the opposition party to his father mm-hmm. pulls up and he's like, get in, come on. So it was like just showing you that like the people coming after them were not the government. It was like, oh. you know, it was a radical group had yes. taken over the government. I gotcha. But and even so though nice this guy even... at the opposition yeah. wasn't being, you know, hunted down, he knew that his colleagues were and he yeah. was going to go help them. What a nice guy. So um, over the next few days... Wait, they Desi. made it out safely, Mav? You they made it out of their... They made it out of their... They made it to that guy's house. Did they destroy the... Uh, their and then house? because they went to that guy's house instead of the safe house, because they couldn't get to the safe house, they just went to that guy's Why house. Why couldn't they get to the safe house? Because it wasn't safe to go to the safe house. Why? They were in a hurry. <laughs> they went to the opposition guy's house. I'm just telling you what happened. Okay. The whys, I don't know for sure. <laughs> okay. They go to this guy's house. And so because they went to that guy's house and not... They go to the safe house, like, the next day... Uh-huh. They have to drive by their house to get back to their safe house. And he said their house was literally on fire. Yeah. And like all of their belongings had been thrown out. All of their valuables had been stolen. And they just drove by their house seeing everything like absolutely destroyed. So sad. Eventually they can make their way up to Havana. Mm -hmm. On the drive, um, they have to sort of hide. And then Desi has to stand outside. And every time they pass people, he has to go like, Viva la revolution. So they don't know. Oh. That they're a part of. They don't know who Desi is. They don't know. Yeah, Desi's just a 16-year-old kid. Oh. He's saying, like, you know, he's making them front. think he's on their team yeah. so they can get through safely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart kid. Um, by the time they get to Havana, though, their father has already turned himself in. Because he was promised safety in the prison. So it was like, stop people from hunting him down and trying uh-huh. to go get him. He's just going to turn himself in. What did he turn himself in for? They're just arresting everyone from that old regime. So they are looking, there's like, people are looking to put him in prison. And so he's like, well, if I go. But for what? It, it's, it's a coup. Like, it's not a coup because they didn't kill the president, I don't think. Yeah, but. It's a complete, like, anarchy situation. It is not the stable. The are the ones arresting people? Yes. They have taken control of the government. How did you do that? Because they took control of the government. They were killing the police that were standing against them. So the police stopped standing against them. They were that strong. Yes, they had enough numbers. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't great. But so they... So... So the dad turned himself in to the people that wanted to kill him. But he put himself safely in prison. Like, he was promised safety. So I guess he was risking them lying. Yeah. But it ended up that it wasn't a lie. So he went to prison and was safe inside the prison while he was awaiting the charges that they were going to make up about him. Sure. You know? Sure. I'm sure a lot of people in the, like, Machado regime Mm. were doing shady shit. Of course. But I don't think that Desi's dad was at all. You know, no indication that he was. His dad was in prison for six months before Desi found an article about someone, I think in Europe, but I can't remember exactly, using um, a habeas corpus argument to get their loved one out of jail. Habeas corpus is basically saying like, hey, you've had them in jail for a long time and you haven't charged them with anything. Yeah. Either charge them with a crime or let them go. Mm -hmm. At this point... Um, he like sent the article or like told his uncle about the article and his uncle is like one of the best lawyers in Santiago. Of course. Naturally. This family. Like yeah, he's yeah. a genius They've lawyer. Got everything so he's like, you know, that might work. And they try it and it does get his dad released. So, Applause. but the new president of Cuba, yeah. Baptista, Piste, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, warned Desi's dad that he should probably leave Cuba, that it's not actually safe for him to of course live there yeah, yeah he so like the president basically had calmed things down enough where the court systems were working again but he was like i can't promise you that you're gonna be safe, safe. here yeah so he leaves he goes to miami 
Miami, Florida. Yeah, his dad moved to Miami, and then Desi followed shortly after. I think, like, a couple months after. It was a similar situation to Lucy, how Lucy moved, got yeah, things yeah. set up, moved her brother. Yeah. Got things set up and then moved. Mm-hmm. It's the same sort of thing. His dad moved, got things as set up as he could, and then Desi moved. Yes. Um, okay. At this point, though, they had lost everything. All their money was gone. Wow. And they had also, like, attacked family members. Like, killed them? No, but, like, had burned their houses down, burned their businesses mm. down. The Desi's family, like, Desi's, like, dad had, like, three houses, right? They had, like, the one yeah. in Santiago. They had a farm in the country and they had, like, some place in Havana or whatever. And they had burned the farm down and killed all the animals. Well, that's just sadistic. Like, just, like, killed a cow for no reason. The fuck? People. What's wrong with people, man? But also, they're so, really well connected. How do they lose all of... I get I get they lost their property, and that's a lot of money, but, like... I don't know. Don't they but have, like, bank accounts and shit? So. Bank accounts do exist, but I don't... I mean, it was also... The banks, I'm sure, were taken over by the capital... The communists, oh. too. So they moved to Miami. They're in Miami. But they're living in, like, the lowest of the low boarding houses, almost homeless. Like, it's not going great. Mm-hmm. But because of some of his dad's connections, he was able to get Desi into a nearby, like, Jesuit school. Mm-hmm. So that uh, – because Desi had taken English in high school. All this happened just before he graduated. I think he's going to start his senior year, and this all happened to him. So that sucks. Yeah. He was going to go to Notre Dame. I read like, that. Like, that's how smart he was. In the book. And, like, very, I don't know, yeah. I just luckily turned to a page and I saw that. Yeah. Shout out to Notre Dame. My brother went there. That, so that, but, like, he was getting the grades and, like, that was that, a realistic plan for him. a good school. And he had been taking English, but when he got to the United States, he was like, it was not good enough. Yeah. Which I think is, like, really where my Spanish is at. It's like, I can read Spanish okay, no. but I cannot, if you were talking, I cannot understand you if you're talking mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. So he had to go to school, not only to get a diploma and finish his education, but also to, like, become comfortable speaking English to people. Yeah. He did eventually get his uh, diploma. Also, while he was in school, he became friends with Al Capone Jr. What are the odds? There's a part of this where I'm just like, you know, maybe. But this is Florida. Right. Miami, (laughs) to be exact. So I'm like, it's probably not that far off. It's where all the mobsters live. There's part of Desi's story where I'm just like, are you Forrest Gump? Like, why are all these things (laughs) happening to you? He's the Cuban forest gun. Yeah. His father started an import-export business. Uh, at first, they were selling tiles with, like, a couple people that had also fled from Cuba. Mm-hmm. They, like, joined together to do an import-export. So they were getting yeah. tiles from, like, Puerto Rico or something yeah. and then selling them in Florida mm-hmm. and keeping the profit of that. Um, but they kept getting broken tiles. And so, like, mm-hmm. they weren't breaking even. Yeah. And so they were like, okay, tiles aren't doing great. Let's try something that can't, like, break. Let's Drugs. go bananas. Oh, bananas is good. First time they get bananas, it's great. They made a huge profit. Everyone's super happy. Second shipment, every single banana's rotten. Of course. Black. Black bananas. Ew. When the black bananas happen, the other people in the business are like, I'm out. This is not. Yeah, yeah. It's not happening. Can't do this. Desi's dad is not a quitter. Of course not. So he's no. like, okay, what are we going to do? <laughs> he's sitting here with a boat full of uh, rotten bananas yeah. and a warehouse full of broken tiles. tiles. So he goes, kind of got an idea. They go to this like contractor or something and they're, and his dad's like, hey, I don't know if you know, but there's this new trend where people are using broken tiles to like mosaic the shit exactly. out of Exactly. And the guy's like, what? And so they, they do this like 
fireplace. Mm-hmm. And the whole time Desi's like, I had no idea what he was going to say. He just kept like <laughs> saying things. And so he was like, yeah, we'll tile this and show you. And Desi's like, we don't know how to tile things. Like, what are we doing? And they <laughs> do. And it looks pretty tiles. good. Yeah. It like, it looks pretty good. And the guy was like, that does look really good. And he's like, can you do the rest of the house? And his dad's like, oh, sorry, I don't lay the tile. I just sell the tile. Yeah. But like, I'm sure your guys can do this. It's not a problem. And then the guy's like, okay, yeah, no, no, I, I will buy some tile from you. And he's like, I'm assuming it's going to be cheaper because all the tile's broken. And his dad's like, ooh, the thing about that is it's actually going to be more expensive than the mm. non-broken tiles. Because and he's like, special. he's like, why? And he's like, well, the labor involved in breaking them really jacks the price up. What and Desi's like, <laughs> my dad's a genius. Desi's like, crazy. It or came genius. broken. <laughs> what? Maybe but it works. And yeah. he pays the higher price for the broken tiles. And so they start selling broken tiles. Like purposely? Yeah. Breaking them now? Desi Actually. was like, we at some point we ran out of broken tiles. <laughs> and so I had to break tiles and he's like actually it's not that expensive to break tiles he's like he said he would just fill like he would fill the truck up that they got Mm -hmm. and just go on a pothole filled road and it would just break most of them he's like problem solved (laughs) problem solved Uh, that is some extra labor and like this is i mean that story just remember that when we get to all the shit desi does and you're just like of course of course you did that apple can't fall far from the tree man yeah um so at the time though even though they're having the success they still are like literally Wait, what living with the rotten bananas or that was just a wash i think that was a wash okay. i don't know what you can do but like sell them to like a fertilizer place i don't know I mean... at this time they're still living in the warehouse like they don't have a place to live they've mm. converted the like office of the warehouse with like mattresses and shit into a place where they could live and they're like rats in the warehouse and they're dealing it's like not a great place to live but Gross. that's all they have yeah Uh, In the meantime, though, there are other people in Cuba who are from the same Machado regime. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them had sent money to America before the coup happened. To Friends and family in the city. They were prepared. I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe they just, like, have family in Havana. And so they had... But they had a place to go. Mm -hmm. Desi's dad, when he got there, was starting with nothing. So this guy had... You know, moved Where's enough of his stuff over. She's still in Cuba. They're hoping to get enough money to send for her to come. Mm, okay. Sorry. That wasn't my notes, but I don't think I said that. Nope. So it's just the two of them this whole time. Mm-hmm. But so there's a guy that's, you know, still pretty wealthy from Cuba mm-hmm. that like Desi is friends with his daughter. Okay. I mean, we say friends, but he's very handsome. They could be fucking. They could be. Uh, but, you know, so he goes to dinner with the family often. Mm-hmm. And that guy is friends with someone who owns a, like a rumba club. The father of the daughter? Yeah, the rich guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the guy is asked by the rumba club owner, hey, do you know any Cubans who can play the guitar? Mm-hmm. He can play Cuban music on the guitar. And he was like, I do. Because he knows Desi. And Desi knows how to play the guitar. Oh. He's very musically gifted. Yeah. And a pretty face. Yeah. I'll say. <laughs> so um, I'll say, he gets him a job playing guitar at the rumba club. At first, Desi's dad is like, no son of mine is going to be an entertainer. We're this great, important family. I'm not going to have you being some... Some jester. In some the, musician. In like, the, what? That's so club. beneath us. But Desi's like, it's money. <laughs> it's paying more. I think it's paying like $35 a week or something like that. And he Ooh. was like, that's more than we've had this whole time. Yeah. Selling your broken tiles. Yeah. So he goes, and he's great, as we knew he would be. Of course. And he eventually attracts the attention of Xavier Cugat, who was a famous band leader at the time. 
Okay. This is around 1936. Copy that. So Desi is 19. Mm-hmm. Young whippersnapper. Mm-hmm. He actually has to tell Cougat that he hasn't graduated high school yet. And so he joins the band like three or four months after Cougat like, scouts him because he finishes high school and then he goes and mm-hmm. joins them. Okay. Um, but now they're making enough money that they can finally call his mom to come back to America. However, at this point, his father is already in a relationship Rude. with an American woman Ugh. that he is not going to break up with. So yeah. he divorces Desi's mom. Damn. And Desi starts taking care of his mother. And for the rest of his life, he is taking care of her. Does he still bring her over? Yes. Okay. I'm not exactly sure where she's living while he travels with the band because she doesn't like go with him on tour. Yeah. But I assume that he's sending all the money back to her to pay the rent and all that kind of stuff. He's doing that. He's playing clubs. Mm -hmm. But eventually he gets tired of working for Cougat. And so he asks if he can break off and start his own band. And Cougat agrees and helps him sort of set up a small band back in Miami. Mm Mm-hmm. They're kind of struggling in the Miami club to get people to dance to the Cuban music. They're playing after this American band and everyone will be dancing to all the like, you know, whatever Charles, I don't know, 1936. I don't know what you're dancing to, but like whatever American type dancing songs that there are, they're all dancing to them. And then when that band stops playing and the Cuban band comes on, they just simply don't know how to dance to it. It's not like they don't like it. Yeah. It's that they don't know the rumba or the merengue or, like, whatever. They're not cultured. Yeah. They are not. (laughs) So they try a few things to try and fix this. Yeah. They have the American band play. um, Their, like, last song is a song that's, like, an Americanized Cuban song. So, like, people are still dancing. And then they have them switch members out, like, one by one until the American band's not playing anymore. The Cuban band's playing now. But the music never stopped. Oh, and so okay. they keep dancing. And yeah, once yeah. they realize they can just dance to the cute, they stay. He also introduced the conga. Oh, wait. He introduced, Desi introduced the conga? According to him. Okay. I didn't fact check him. <laughs> we won't. We'll go. I, I'm we'll, giving it to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take his word for it. It could be one of those things that multiple people were doing it at the same time kind mm-hmm. of thing. But he, but he got, he like went best. down in the crowd. It's a pretty easy like dance to teach people. Yeah. And, like, so he got everyone conga-ing all over the place. And it was a huge success. Love that. Everybody loved it. We love a conga line. So because it was such a huge success, Cougat started paying attention again. Mm -hmm. And he sent Desi this uh, contract that was, like, a really good salary, Mm -hmm. like $50 a week or something like that, for the next five years. So it was, like, guaranteed money. Yeah. But he was giving up all of his freedom to do it like who got could tell him where he was playing who he was playing with he could even change like desi's name so uh he decided not to sign it It was just a little too much for him he declined the offer and then he moved to new york to kind of do the same thing in new york that he was doing in miami yeah um set up a band started playing in clubs was again super successful everyone loves i think the club was like called la conga everyone loves a conga line everyone loves a conga line they do I do. And it's while he's up there that he catches the eye of Rogers and Hart, who cast him in Too Many Girls in 1939. <gasps> Show is, as we said, Lucy's a hit. coming back into the a story. Desi becomes a Broadway sensation. Yeah. He actually has this story. Okay, his book's great for a lot of reasons. But there's this story he has of, like, while they were doing the show, they would also party. You know, they uh-huh. would, like, go and drink yeah. all night and whatever. And so when they came back the next day, they would have hangovers. And they have such a bad headache. And he said one of the stagehands... The stage hands' hands, the man's hands, were so big that they could wrap fully around Desi's head. his head, all of their heads. And so he would wrap around and put, like, hold their head really tightly. Yeah. 
and then slowly release the pressure. And he said it got rid of your headache every time. You get rid of your headache in like three minutes. That's amazing. I know. I read that. I've been thinking about it for like a decade. (laughs) That's a long time to not do anything about that, Mav. I would definitely. Every time that I like get a headache, I think I wish. Do you know? Someone had hands big enough to wrap around my head. You can invent that, Mav. I think people have. I think there are like headbands and stuff for headaches. And then just slowly take But that's why I believe all those things that they're like, this is good for your headache and stuff like that. Because it really is like. A pressure. Yeah. If you can just like squeeze your head maybe it'll stop yeah he also at this time was like publicly dating debutantes and actresses and man about town he's fully in the scene he went to hollywood in june of 1940 to shoot the movie okay in the commissary on the rka lot he was meeting with rogers and hart i don't know if it was in the commissary might have been a rehearsal room anyway they were rehearsing songs and like playing songs from the show Mm -hmm. and in walks the new ingenue of the movie She's coming, popping in to say hello. Is that Luce? Lucille Ball. Luce? Now, Lucy, as we discussed, was in the middle of shooting good old, Dance Girl Dance. Good old Luce. Let's not forget Dance Girl Dance. She was in the middle of shooting Dance Girl Dance. Yeah. Was she playing this cat, Specifically, cat she was suiting, shooting the big fight scene. Right. She had just shot it. So when she came in to say hello, her dress was tattered. Her hair was crazy. Yeah. She had a fake black eye. She looked, in a word, crazy rough yeah so he saw her and was like who is that and they were like that's the ingenue and he's like no you guys got the wrong you hired the wrong girl like that what is that (laughs) what are you talking about come on desi and they were like she's in costume and he's like there's no way that that's like an innocent virginal girl because she's like half naked yeah like with a black eye like crazy she looks crazy so that's in the morning they Uh continue rehearsing she goes back to work yeah they continue rehearsing they go to lunch they eat their lunch, sure. and then they come back. And when they come back, uh-huh. Lucy has finished working. Of course, has you know she's back. Washed to her face, mm-hmm. changed her clothes, and he walks in and sees her in a yellow sweater and goes up to the piano player and said, "Man, that is a hunk of woman." <laughs> and the piano player is like, "Yeah, you met her." And he's like, "No, I didn't. I've never her. seen that one before in my <laughs> life." And he was like, "That's Lucille Ball. You're she's high in the movie. Your, you're high off your ass. I don't know her." <laughs> and he's like, "What?" The and so he immediately walks up to her and starts chatting her up of course and he asks her if she would like to learn how to rumba and she says yes i would yes i would and so they go out to a club that night and they just talk for hours Hmm. they talk about music they talk about art she gives like they give each other their life stories yeah more importantly, though, they talk about family, which is something they really have in common, you know, like, like strong a strong family bond and the bond. responsibility they feel over their family. At this point, Desi has been supporting his mom yeah, for, for like a, long time. a few years already. Uh-huh. And Lucy has been supporting her family for a few years already. Yeah. So they both like take that as something really important to them. Yeah. Lucy said she fell in love with Desi. Wham. Bang. In five minutes. <gasps> She said the only thing better than looking at Desi was talking to him. Oh. I know. They're cute as fuck. I'm literally melting. I know. Me too. They were still both casually seeing other people at the time. Because it was like, just because yeah. it was love at first sight doesn't mean that yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to be crazy. It's like, I got, I got some other things on the yeah, side. Like, yeah, it, like, it's not even a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. I'm cool. Desi, had, I mean, Lucy had been dating an older man for like five years. Gross. But he kept, you know, coming back and seeing her. And they kept coming back and seeing each other. After filming rap, Desi had to go to Chicago to perform in the Too Many Girls touring show. Mm-hmm. Lucy sort of visited him in Chicago. Yeah. But they were constantly fighting. 
Oh. They constantly fight. So jealous of each other, accusing each other of cheating. Wow. Just like. So they're officially together at this point? Or like what? Yeah, I think so. I think by okay. the time that the shooting's over. At least the, from the fights, it seems like. Right? It's like, what are you fighting about if you're not together? Seems like. It seems. Um, they like traveled separately for work commit- commitments, but they called each other constantly. Yeah. They said that, like, the bills that RKO had to pay for their phone calls were crazy. <laughs> ah, I love that. She accused him of sleeping with every chorus girl in the show. He probably maybe did. I think he probably was, but, like, that's not my business. Mm. And he accused her of sleeping with the mayor of Milwaukee. <laughs> well. <laughs> Apparently, she had gone to Milwaukee to promote Dance Girl Dance. Uh-huh. And she had her picture taken next to the mayor. And, she, and Desi's like, he was really good looking. <laughs> So just accused her of sleeping with the mayor of Milwaukee. <laughs> when she was done in Milwaukee, she went up to New York where he also was. Like, he mm-hmm. was performing in... Uh, at this point, he's left Chicago. He's in New York performing at the club. Yeah. Uh, the Roxy. He's performing at the Roxy. Ooh. Yeah. Fancy. So cute. Love that. Um, she gets to New York on November 29th, 1940. She gets... To- okay. She gave an interview in her hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was asked about Desi, and she just sort of explained all the reasons that they were not going to get married, oh. that it wasn't going to work. Mm. You know, she's like, I'm just here to work, and uh, I'll probably pop in and say hello. Like, yeah. it's really not. It's, it's casual. It's, it's not fine. that big of a deal. You know? Yeah. Desi is listening to her say this because he's come to, like, the hotel to, like, visit her. Yeah. And as soon as the interview lady leaves, he's like, that interviewer is going to have a lot of problems with her story. And she's like, why? And he's like, because I've set it up for us to get married tomorrow if you want to. <gasps> and she's like. Uh, oh, what? How do I feel about <laughs> Excuse that? me? I don't know. Yeah, he had arranged for them to get married in Connecticut. I don't know how I feel about that as a proposal. Like, it seems a little lackluster to me, but, you know, maybe we'll it see what she said. Yes. I was like, maybe we'll see well, that. you know, there was, it was a bigger con- uh, conversation where she was like, can't we just live together? Like, why are we rushing this? And he's like, yeah. I want to marry you. I want to have kids with you. I want to build a life with you. I want to build mm. a family with you. I'm not what you think I am. I'm not this, like, young kid. He was like, 23 at the time so he was pretty young and yeah. she was like 29 so it's kind that's kind of a big age difference yeah at, at that, that time, time. Yeah, yeah, no, but he's basically true. saying like i'm here i'm in this i mean i love you that's really amazing for a 23 year old especially yeah. a, a guy like him to be like the plan is you're the one if she says yes the plan is oh, he's gonna do yes. he's gonna do his show that evening mm-hmm. come back to her they're going to wake up early, drive up to Connecticut, get married, and be back in time for his 11 a.m. show the next morning. Ooh. And she's like... That's a... That's a... Absolute insanity, but okay. <laughs> okay, let's do it. We're young. We're <clears throat> so love. they do. They get up, and they go, and they get married the next morning at November 30th in 1940. Now, oh. um, marriage licenses then, they usually took, like, a couple of days. I don't know if they still do or not, but, like... Mm. They take a few days. They, yeah. they, they make you think about it and fill out the paperwork and then stuff like that. Before and so they, she like, was officially file it. Yeah. He had to find a judge that would be willing to waive that like waiting time. Yeah. And he did. And the judge was going to marry him. All, all was good. They get up there and there's still like another piece of the like wedding process mm-hmm. that he thought they could skip that the judge was like, you can't skip that. Oh, okay. I think it was like like a class or something like they had mm-hmm. to do something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And because of that, they missed the 11 a.m. show. Oof. Um, so he called the stage manager at 10 o'clock, yeah. 10 a.m. and was like, hey. And the stage manager was like, hey, are you back there? Do you Where need anything? You? And he's like, oh, I'm in Connecticut. And he's like, you're in Connecticut. <laughs> That's not here. Why are you in Connecticut? <laughs> and he was like, there's no way you're getting back in an hour if you're in Connecticut. And he's like, I know. That's why I'm calling you. And he's like, what am I supposed to do if you're in Connecticut? And he's like, well, explain to the audience the reason I'm in Connecticut. And maybe they'll forgive me and they'll show up for the second show because I will be there for the second show. Yeah. And then he said, I'm getting married to Lucille Ball. 
And he was like, congratulations. And he was so excited. And so he told the crowd. Yeah. And by the time, and then the judge that married Lucy and Desi Mm -hmm. got them a police escort back to New York. So they really did get back in time for the second show. They are, by the time they get back in New York, there's even more people. The the papers, like it wasn't like New York Times, but like one of the New York papers had already published Uh and it was on the front page of their newspaper that they had got married. Uh And we love love. Yeah. And they're like, they were met with a throng of people at the hotel. And then the show was sold out. I bet. He, uh, That's actually low-key, very genius marketing. Honestly. Yeah. And the thing that it's really interesting about them that we'll get as they continue to get more famous mm. is fame was just so different back then that they do a lot of stuff now that, like, would give me the ick. Like what? Like, explaining all that. Like, announcing your marriage like that. Oh, like, you're like that. Yeah, yeah. In today's fame situation, that's, like, giving the public a lot of access to you. I mean, sure. But I think it was different back then. Sure, sure, sure. But and if you're like using your show, yeah, and like using your private life to make money is a little mad. That is literally. I know that's reality shows, but that's not real. They're the real celebrities. Shows, that's influencers. That's YouTube entirely. But it's that's... not. But it's not movie stars, and that's what they are. You <laughs> sure, know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. Yes, yes, yes. But I'm saying it's a, what I'm saying is it's a, in this case it's a different time. Yeah. Because even telling them all that, they still don't have access to you like they do now. Like it's not no. the same thing. Anyway. He, at the show, the second show, he introduced her and brought her out on stage and called her his bride of just an hour. Ooh. And it was so cute. And everyone cheered for her. Yeah. And they were so excited. They basically honeymooned for the rest of their stay in New York and okay. then on the train ride back to L.A. Okay. So they didn't really have a honeymoon, but sure. But they had fun, I guess. I'm sure they did. They moved into Lucy's apar- apartment. I can't get a read on whether or not her entire family still lived together. Yeah. Or if she had her own place and they had their own place. Um, I'm not totally sure. Okay. Either way, Desi moved in. Yeah. Oh, so there's one big happy family now. Yeah. Where's Desi's mom? Uh, Desi's mom is in L.A. But in a different place. Yeah, in her own house. Mm. Yeah. Okay. They, I think they all sort of lived close by. It was very close-knit. They were yeah. a family. They got a ranch in Chatsworth. I read that. In the valley. Uh, where everyone could be together. And it became like this great party house. Yeah. You know, like members of Desi's old band in New York would come and visit him in L.A. and stay in the house. Yeah. <clears throat> they're like movie star friends would all come over. They'd have pool parties. Yeah. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Sounds like a great time. They both had contracts at RKO because when Desi did Too Many Girls, he got a contract for the whatever. Yeah. Um, and Lucy still had her contract. But Lucy was getting cast sort of constantly, not necessarily in big starring roles. Yeah. But she was getting work in movies yeah. and Desi really wasn't. He had a pretty, I mean, he had a pretty thick accent and people were hesitant to cast people with accents yeah. like that back then. Racism. Yeah, 100%. A thousand percent. (laughs) So he's so proud of his Cuban heritage that he, the only things he was really getting cast at was at this like Latin Lothario, like suave guy that he didn't really want to be the only thing he was. He both didn't want to be typecast and he didn't want to like have that, to be be a part of that sort of like, yeah. Like, what's the like word? His dad. Continuing of that stereotype. Mm-hmm. He was also self-conscious about his age difference with Lucy and the fact oh. that she made more money. Okay. I could see the more money thing. The the age difference, I'm like, he's kind of in the winning Well, he felt like um, he felt like every time they went out, people were looking at him and they thought he was just a kid, oh, you know. Oh, just a young Little, little stuff like that, yeah. Young little boy. Especially when Lucy's dropping stacks. Yeah. To pay for everything. So we're getting close to World War II time now. Oh, no. You know, the 40s. Yeah, sure. Uh, he tried to enlist in the army. I think he was, like, drafted and then went to go he join. He wanted to go? Yeah, there. he wanted to fight. What an interesting for the choice. But he wasn't a citizen. Oh. 
so he couldn't. So instead, he did some patriotic movies where he played a Cuban who joined the military. That's equivalent. And he started to sell bonds. I'm sorry, I kicked you. Apples to apples. Yeah, same thing. And then eventually his citizenship came through. Oh, okay, cool. Good for him. And he enlisted. Okay, well. I don't know if I have the date that he enlisted, but he enlisted probably around 1943. Sure. In 1943, Lucy got a contract with MGM. Her contract with RKO ended and they didn't pick it back up again, but MGM did. And that's Mm, a much bigger studio. Better studio. Better studio. Win, win there. So she started getting passed in bigger pictures and color pictures for the first time. So <gasps> since it's the first time she's doing color, in order to stand out, she dyes her hair red. Oh. Up until this point, she's been blonde. Yeah, that's how I know her. As that's a blonde? How, that's how I know my Luce. She's a redhead the whole time the show's happening. In I Love Lucy? Yeah. Well, it's in black and white. So it is in know. black and white, but <laughs> it's red. And they make comments about her hair being red all the time on the show. Do they? It's like famously red hair i'm shocked like, that you're like 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 fire engine red hair um pretty red pretty red i don't know i don't have a I color feel like, picture to show you i feel like oh, she's babe. a she's a she's just a blonde but her hair i mean that's red hair it's not oh, blonde that's hair. true that's true okay you're right now but either way she's very famously a redhead yeah anyway fake one but she yeah it was a fake one she used like a henna rinse anyway uh she wasn't a redhead until 1943 okay in May of 1943, he was finally able to enlist, and they were separated because he was yes on he the was whatever army. Yeah. So during their separation is uh like the only time they're really writing love letters to each other, but they wrote a lot of love letters back and forth, and Lucy saved them all. However, Cute. he was almost always flirting or more with other women, and that was very hard for Lucy to I accept. I bet. What a fuck stick. Why are you doing that, Des? Yeah. yeah. Get your shit together. Um, Lucy, his daughter, says that she told him that he didn't fool around. She told him that he said... Lucy's their... their... Lucy's their daughter's name. Yeah. We'll get to it. But his... So their daughter was giving an interview and she was like, he told me that he had never fooled around as much as they said he had, mm-hmm. but he still did. Right. Just not as much. Yeah. In 1944, Grandpa Hunt died. Sad. And a few months later, Lucy filed for divorce. I guess it was like a wake-up call kind of situation. So she filed for divorce because yeah. he's been cheating sort of constantly. Yeah. They had um, they had to be separated for a year. Do you remember our divorce episode? How we talked about the, like, you had to be separated for a long time? Yeah, that was, that was, this applied then? Yes. She didn't, uh-huh. so she didn't go to, like, Reno to get her divorce, right? Oh, so she didn't do a quickie divorce. Yeah. So the night before she was going to file, you got to listen to this part. You're going to get confused. Okay. I just already know you're going to get confused. The night before she was going to file, Uh Desi called her Uh to get her to meet up one last time in hopes of them getting back together. Okay. She agrees. Mm -hmm. They go to dinner Mm -hmm. and dancing Mm -hmm. and then they spend the night together. Okay. He thinks we're back together. Everything's fine. Of course. They wake up the next morning. Fucking fool. She gets dressed and gets ready to go. And he's like, where are you going? And she's like, I'm going to the courthouse. And he's like, why are you going to the courthouse? <laughs> and she's like, to I'm file for divorce. Ass. And he's like, no, 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 no. We just, no, 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 no. We just fixed all of this. Yeah. And she's basically like, well, I already like scheduled it. So I'm going to go file. <laughs> it's, the appointment's I'll been be, made. I'll be yeah. right back. Yeah. <laughs> and so she goes, files for divorce, and then immediately goes back to Desi and like gets back in bed with him. And they, it nullifies the divorce. Wait. Because you have to be separated. So she has to file and then they have to be separated. So what was the point? I think that she either she had like publicity photos that were set up to be taken at the divorce or whatever. Mm. Or she had like an appointment with her lawyers. For some reason, she had to go file. 
Okay. Maybe it was just to be annoying to him, which sure. that would be funny. That is funny. But Very she basically funny. was like, well, I have to go file. I'll, I'm not going to divorce you, yeah. but I have to go put the paperwork in. And, and then as soon as I come back, it's going to nullify yeah. the filing anyway. <laughs> so they didn't get divorced. After the war ended, he was sort of back, but his movie career, nothing had changed there. So he uh-huh. decided uh, to focus on music instead. Yeah. He got a new band together. He started performing at the Copacabana, at Ciro's. Uh, he also started touring, so he had to travel to tour. Yeah, that's cool. So he's, again, moving all around, and she's stuck in L.A. filming. Stuck in L.A.? So well, that's, like I mean, it just, they're thing. apart again. Yeah. So that sucks. And he's being a Lothario. I mean, probably. Most likely, 100% accurate. Uh, on June 19th, 1949, they got married again in a Catholic ceremony. I thought they were already married. They are already married. But Desi's mom said that the reason that they hadn't had children yet was because they had not had a Catholic wedding. Of course. Because they had just sort of eloped. Yeah, yeah. Makes so they were like, to me, go, let's do it. Whatever. Get we'll the go for it. blessing of the church. Soon after they got married again, they got pregnant, but they oh, had a miscarriage. Sad. Two years. It was two years before their first child was born. Mm. Lucy Desiree Arnaz. So Desiree comes back. I love that. And her name is spelled L-U-C-I-E. Lucy. So it's, it is Lucy. It's not like it's Lucille and you yeah. can go by Lucy. Her it's, name is Lucy. Lucy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to call her maybe like their daughter Lucy. Yeah. I don't want to call her like little Lucy because I think that's kind of creepy because she's an adult lady now. <laughs> but I'm going to try to make it clear when I'm talking about her. Because okay. as we go, it, it gets, as she becomes like an adult person, it yeah. becomes confusing because she's obviously involved in the story. Yes. Okay. Lucy had started a radio show around this time, around like the late 40s, uh-huh. called My Favorite Husband, where she played a funny and mischievous wife. And it was huge success. Everyone loved it. So the studio, CBS, wanted to try adapting that radio show into a television show. Okay. But Lucy wanted Desi to remain in one place. She wanted to give him a reason to stay yeah, so yeah. they could actually build a life together. So he's not traveling in yeah. anymore. So she says, I'll only do the show if Desi, if Desi can play oh, my husband. Oh, that's how you do it, And the it, studio Lucy. said, no, 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 no. Keep that money in the family. The studio said, there's no way anyone's going to believe that you're married to Desi Arnaz. And she, she says, like, you I am married I am to Desi <laughs> Arnaz. But it's a race thing. They're an interracial couple and they're not accepting that. It's fucking racism. It's bullshit. But, you know, that's the story of life. That's the story of America. So the studio is like, no one's going to believe that you guys are actually a couple. So they're like, all right, we'll prove it. And so Lucy comes on the road with Desi on a few dates and they start doing sort of vaudeville acts in the middle of his show. Uh Similar to what they do on the show. In fact, most of the stuff they do in their like stage act is in the pilot episode of the Lucy show. Cute. Getting a test audience. Yeah. And people went nuts for it. They loved it. They absolutely believed they were a married couple. They loved seeing them together. It immediately proved their point to the studio that, like, this is going to work and yeah. it's the right choice. The sponsors, so not the studio, but the sponsors, like mm-hmm. Philip Morris Cigarettes or whoever was paying for all the ads on the show or whatever, yeah. wanted them to move to New York because that's where the other television shows were being filmed. Sure. Because back then, which is, like, the start of television, like, very early in the television world, mm-hmm. um, the shows were, like, broadcast live. They weren't shot on good film stock. They were mm. shot on crappy film stock and then broadcast live. Okay. And the <laughs> the quality got worse with the, like, something about whatever was in a, in California was not good enough quality. Uh-huh. So they wanted them to go to New York to do it. Mm-hmm. And then Desi said, why don't we shoot on film? Like, actual film. Mm-hmm. 
because it's going to be much better quality. It'll get to New York just fine. Like, yeah. why don't we stay in California and just shoot on film? It's the expense. Because they don't want to move to New York. Of course not. They're building a house in California. They have their whole lives yeah. here. Their whole families are here. It's also just better. Uh, disagree, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so then they came back and they were like, well, you can only shoot film in a studio. And he was like, yeah. Duh, I knew that. Duh. <laughs> He's, again, making all this up. Yeah. Like, he is just coming... Like, he's Wait, just saying shit. who said shit. that? Desi. Desi said you can only film... No, no, this, the... The studio said The studio that. said you can only shoot film in a studio, which and, I think was true then. Like, Desi the way that the like, cameras work. Yeah, I know. You can really only do it in a studio. And yeah. so then Desi was like, okay, we'll shoot in a studio. Yeah. And they were like, well, Lucy works better in front of an audience. And he's like, I agree. She works great <gasps> in front of an audience. Let's get a live and he's studio like, you audience. Can't, they were like, you can't have an audience in a studio. And he was like... What if we put an audience in the studio? And they were like, do you know how to do that? And he's like, sure. <laughs> sure. Not a problem. And in, in his book, he does a really good job of explaining how he just, like, figured it out. Yeah. They it did. Seem they, that he hard. created. He created the, live the three audience. camera sitcom system. The way that they, like, would use the three cameras to get all the coverage they need. Yeah. The way they'd move the cameras. Not the way that you could line. place them. Yeah. So that the audience could be behind the camera but still see the performances and be close enough to, like, react. Mm-hmm. How you could get the sound right so you could hear them laughing and stuff. But yeah. then you can also hear everything happening. All of it, I'm sure, was a nightmare because no one had figured it out yet. Yeah, but... And he, he like, hired the right people and worked with the right people and figured it out. He's he created the one this. to do it. I cannot overstate. <laughs> Desi Arnaz created the sitcom. I love that. It's like... And crazy. And he does not get enough credit for it. No. He doesn't get any credit for he, it. Yes. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I'm, well, you know, I love this book. I'm sure it was a team of people, but he was, yeah. he led the way. He bullshitted his way into creating, yeah. inventing yeah. the sitcom, the I sitcom like shooting style. that's a lot of things are invented. It's that's just, fair. It's just bullshit. But then... That's fair. So he does all of this, mm-hmm. or he says that he's doing all of this, and then the studio and the sponsors are like, that's going to cost an extra, like, 500 grand. I'm not paying for it. The sponsor's like, I'm not paying for it. So, like... Who's going to pay for it? Hmm. And then Desi's like, oh, no, we'll pay for it. We'll figure it out. We'll pay for it. <laughs> uh, in exchange for owning the film. If I'm going to pay for the film that we're yeah. doing it on, if I'm going to pay to figure all this shit out, then I'm going to own the film. Yeah. The actual film. CBS still owned the distribution rights. They still own, you know, they still owned all kinds right, right, of stuff, right. but like he owned the, the actual, actual masters. Yeah. Again. Genius. An absolute genius move. If anyone is listening, do everything you can to own the masters of shit. Taylor like, Swift I cannot can overstate about that. that. She absolutely can. <laughs> own the masters. If you can figure out how to get in early and own your shit immediately, amazing. You're set for life. Amazing. Shout out T-Swift. I literally had in parentheses an absolute fucking genius because I just like, <laughs> I love this chapter in the book. It's so good. Okay. So they, while they're doing all this, they set up Desilu Productions to sort of be the company that's doing this, mm-hmm. you know? Desilu, of course, their name's stuck together. Yes. Mm-hmm. While all of this is happening, Lucy is pregnant with Lucy. Oh. You know, so just to give you back in the timeline. Yeah, yeah, okay. I Love Lucy premiered on October 15th, 1951. Gang, gang. And Lucy was born in July of that year. So Lucy is like three months old or something before the Lucy show okay. premieres. So she's like in her 60s so Lucy, now. She's almost 70. Yeah, 51. Yeah. Um. thought you were saying she was 51 for a second. I was like, man, Doesn't that mean not, she's in her 70s now? That's not correct. Uh, she, did she hit her 70s in 21? So she's like 72? No. I think she's like just getting to her. So you think she's 62? 
No, I think she's like 69 or 7. Well, she's born in 51 and we're in 23. So she's, hold on, hold on. So 50. So yeah, she's, she's like 70. 72. Yeah. Okay, anyway, not the point. No. So I Love Lucy premiered on October 15th, 1951. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucy is pregnant while they're filming the first episode. Like, if you look, you can kind of see, like, she's wearing loose clothes and stuff, but it's yeah. not addressed. Yeah. Um, the show was immediately a hit. Obviously. Of course it was. First of all, there's only, like, eight things on, period, at any, <laughs> at <laughs> any there's, week. There's limited. Not even at one time. There's, like, three options. things on at one time. Eight <laughs> things on the whole fucking week. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're watching the Lucy there's show. There's not a lot of competition there. But. It was nominated for 20 Emmys. Love it. It won four. Best Situation Comedy, sitcom, mm-hmm. in 1953 and 1954. Best Actress for Lucy. And Best Supporting Actress for Vivian Vance, who played Ethel. Wow, best friend. just got fucking snubbed. It was also put true, honestly. S- snubbed. True. Well, I think he won them for the, when the show won. He won because he was a producer on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think but, it's yeah. racism. Uh, everything is. Everything is. I, hey, Mav, you're preaching to the choir. I've been telling you this. <laughs> I've been telling you. Yeah. And I've been listening. <laughs> Uh, she uh, The show was also put in the Hall of Fame in 1991. <gasps> I didn't know there was a Hall of Fame. I didn't either. <laughs> I think it's like an honorary Emmy thing. I guess they call it the Hall of Fame, but oh. it's a different, it looks like a different award. What anyway, other shows are in there? I didn't check that. Game of Thrones. Not yet. <laughs> Give it some time, though. Never. With that ending, never. During the end of the second season, uh-huh. they discover that Lucy was pregnant again. <gasps> There was Congrats. a lot of discussion about what was gonna, what they were going to do. Yeah. When they told the writer she was pregnant again, they were like, oh, cool. That's what we'll do next season. Yeah. Problem solved. Right into Plot the show. solved. Yes. But the studio and, like, the sponsors and stuff were like, you can't show a pregnant woman on TV. No. She wasn't the first pregnant person, person on TV, but Blast she was, like, this. one of the first pregnant people on TV. Yeah. And they told her that she couldn't say the word pregnant. So the episode where they Sorry. announced... The episode where they announce a pregnancy is called, like, Lucia's Enciente or whatever. Like, the French word for pregnant. And I was uh-huh. like, why didn't you pick Spanish? It was right there. But whatever. <laughs> um, and then the... I think because pregnant in Spanish is, like, embarrassado. And it's not as cute. Uh, it's, like a, it's probably either too close or, like, it just is not a... I'm pretty sure it's embarrassado It's not an aesthetically like pleasing word. Because people... I remember people sometimes say they're embarrassed and they try to say embarrassado or whatever. And it's not. That means you're pregnant. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. I think it sounds like another English word. Mm. But anyway, um, they weren't allowed to say she was pregnant. They had to say she was expecting. And so Desi said she was expecting. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that man so much. Um, the episode Lucy Goes to the Hospital, which is the one where little Ricky is born. Because uh-huh. that's Desi's character's name is Ricky Ricardo yeah. in the show. Just yeah. in case you're listening and you have no idea. Also watch the show. Really and truly. You can still very much watch it. TV Honestly, Land. Um, yeah, it's it's still in syndication. Mm-hmm. Um, it costs money on Am- on like Amazon TV or whatever, which oh. was annoying, but I bet there are full episodes on YouTube. Oh, you it's can like, fucking Google that shit. It's definitely, if it's not in the public domain, it's like almost in the public domain at this point. Yeah. I don't know how the public domain works for TV shows. And movie, movies go into the public domain, though, so I bet TV shows will, too. I think they all do, except for Disney. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, it aired on January 19th, 1953, mm-hmm. and was watched by more people than Eisenhower's inauguration the next day. Of course, because who gives a fuck about that guy? Eisenhower's okay, I guess. <laughs> uh, the episode was strategically released on the same day that Lucy was scheduled to have a C-section. Oh. So she literally gave birth yeah. to Desi Arnaz Jr., whose real name is Desiderio. Alberto Arnez Ebal. Ebal. Because that's her last name. 
Isn't that cute? Oh, I like that. Yeah. Anyway, he was born the same day that Ricky Jr. was born on TV. Or Little Ricky. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was born that's on cute. TV. Wow. The show continued to skyrocket in success. So meta. And the kids were in the spotlight, particularly Desi Jr., because he had to sort of constantly tell people that he was not Little Ricky. Like, people would walk up. <laughs> but he kind of is Little Ricky. But he's not. A little bit. It's hard for you to get your own sense of self when they're calling <laughs> you a TV character you didn't I play. I know, I know, but sort of. Also he didn't them, play him, but it's, like, inspired by. Also, their house at the time was basically, like, on the street. Ooh. Like, it wasn't like other celebrities who lived behind gates. Like, yeah. their house, like, people would drive by their house and know uh, it was their house. Yeah, yeah. So they were... Oh, There's no privacy there. They were very much in the spotlight at a young age. Yeah. In 1953, rumors started to swirl that Lucy was a communist. This was in the heat of the sort of Hollywood blacklist era. Mm. In 1936, she had registered as a communist. So they weren't just coming out of nowhere with these rumors. She'd done it to please her grandfather, who yeah. I discussed was, you know, basically a communist. Yeah. And she had he's still alive registered. No, he died oh, in 44. Sure. Yeah, he's probably hella dead. Um, she had registered uh-huh. and then never voted. She was not a political person. No, but just on paper. And it was, like, enough for them to take a look at it, you know? Yeah. Uh, that that kind of story, especially with, like, such clear proof, mm-hmm. had just ruined the careers of people who seemed like bigger stars than her. Oh. Like, movie stars, you know? Sure. But I think they fully underestimated just how important television is. Just how, how beloved like, how love Lucy is. She gave voluntary testimony to the House and American Activities Committee, to HUAC, mm-hmm. and explained that she never voted communist, you know, the whole whatever. Yeah. And she was cleared. The public perception was still a worry. They were still nervous about it. Mm-hmm. So on the show, the, the next show they were going to film after the news broke, Desi went out to warm up the crowd like he always did. And instead of like his normal like jokes, like he would go out and yeah, yeah. get everyone excited and then introduce everybody. Mm-hmm. He started and he basically told them the whole story. You know, her grandfather was this and she did this. She's not political. Like, said the whole thing. And then he ended the story with, the only thing read about Lucy is her hair. And even that is not legitimate. And then he introduced Lucy. Like, everyone laughed. Everyone clapped. They were so excited. It's really not, though. Yeah. I mean, honestly, um, this is what the, that new movie, the Lucy and Desi movie with Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem I did not know. That's what this movie is covering. This movie is really, it's narrow. It's just covering that week when the story came out to that show. That's such an Aaron fucking Sorkin thing to do. It is such an Aaron Sorkin thing to do. The man hates a full biopic. And I don't don't necessarily disagree. Dialogue the shit out of like something that happened in a day. Yeah. And we're like, we're going to turn this. It was like a week. I think it was like four or five days. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, This was really like, a tragedy for desi because if you think about it it's like communism coming back to just take everything away from him again he's probably getting hella triggered and he like (laughs) the trauma said he was like multiple times being like she is not a communist yeah my entire my house my family everything was taken away from me by communists i wouldn't have married a communist she is not a communist yeah he was so mad about it which much sense i'm just saying i don't have anything against communism today But it um, seems like Lucy was Stalin at sucks. least. I think that's not a hot take. You but. know, she was a fan of her grandfather. So. Yeah, I think she didn't give a fuck about voting at about all. About actual communism. Just, Which, like, you, you know. should care about voting. You should vote. But, like, I can understand why she didn't care at her time. 
Yeah. So anyway, everyone really did love Lucy. So they really kind of just breezed past this. Mm-hmm. It was like a big deal and a big problem. And it's brought up in like all of her biographies. But yeah. it really seems like it was a problem that week. Yeah. And then we all moved on. And then like, okay, no one cares. In 1954, they did a movie called The Long, Long Trailer. I think it might be, just be one long. The Long Trailer. And then they did the movie Forever Darling in 1956, where they're mm. basically playing Lucy and Ricky. Yeah. With like a little bit of differences. And the movies are in color. Love that. Meanwhile, Desi is still struggling with feelings of inadequacy, despite being successful both at work and at home. Because at this point, Desi Lou like Productions is not only producing the Lucy show, but they're also a real production company that's producing other shows. Yeah. And the system that he created for filming TV shows is mm-hmm. starting to be used by other shows yeah. at his, like, at the studios. I mean, look at it now, man. Yeah. Even though it's kind of fading a bit. Lucy was a very strict and reserved person, whereas Desi was very charming and emotional. Mm-hmm. So um, their kids talked about how when Lucy, w- Lucy never really played with them. Mm-hmm. She wasn't like fun. Yeah. And Desi was so fun and he would come home and he would play with them and he would take them on walks and explain stuff to them. And she was very reserved. Yeah. They knew that she loved them, but she didn't like show it like he did. She wasn't super happy-go-lucky. Also, he talks a lot in his book about how they fronted all the costs to like pay for the show. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's like, the company just ate that. And so the company was in debt for like a while until it started to pay itself back. Uh, uh Uh-huh. And so by now it's sort of paying itself back. They're finally like getting some getting to the point where they can start doing stuff. And he became a prolific producer, like I was saying. Love it. He produced shows like the Jack Benny show, the Danny Thomas show, the untouchables. Um, But she was still the star. So like all that stuff is behind the scenes. And even though anyone who was in the business probably knew that he was not the more talented because talent is different, but that he was a super important person. The public didn't know that they just saw Lucy. Right, because she was the face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Between his feelings of inadequacy, pressure from his mother, who treated him at times like just a replacement husband. That's kind of gross. Yeah, well, not the romantic way, but in yeah, the, like, yeah, you're yeah. going to take care of me yes. and do all this yeah, stuff yeah, for me yeah. kind of way. Yeah. He had a bad relationship with his father. Of course. Who um, people talked about, like, his father wanted, his father wanted Desi to be successful and important, but not more successful than, than he him. was. No. Got to be balanced there. And the extreme pressures of running a studio, he was just looking for a release. So he found that release in drinking and Um, hiring sex workers. Well. I think that he thought. What else are you going to do, Mav? I think that he thought that if it wasn't, if he paid for it, it wasn't wasn't cheating. cheating. No. And Lucy disagreed. And technically he's right. (laughs) And also because he was drinking so much. Sometimes he wasn't careful or discreet. And so sometimes. Had a few. Children. Pictures got out. Oh. No, not, not not children. I don't didn't hear any of that. But like no, children, people got find out. You yeah. know, people there'd be pictures of him with these girls and stuff like that. Yeah, yikes. So they were fighting more and more. Of course. And their daughter. I mean, I love their daughter. First of all, she like there are two really good documentaries about them, Lucy and Desi, and both of them. One of them was produced by Amy Poehler just a few years ago. Hmm. Uh, but the first one that I think is slightly better, but it's different was produced by their daughter. Like, she directed oh, it herself. I think it's yeah. great. Okay. And she gives a lot of really interesting insights on her sort of opinion of their relationship. Yeah. And she was talking about how they were fighting more and more, but it wasn't like the Ricardos in the show because when Lucy and Ricky fight, they make up by the end of the episode. Yeah. They apologize to each other. Of course. They forgive each other. You can't go to bed mad. She was like, 
my parents didn't apologize to each other. They were both just too proud to apologize. To to let that shit go. And so they were like, one of their friends said that Desi hurt Lucy with his actions Mm -hmm. and Lucy hurt Desi with her words Mm. because she would just tear him apart and say really mean things. That's kind of like a, you know, you could, I think that's a great correlation in terms of how men and women yeah in a heteronormative sense yeah uh you know still deal with issues today yeah it's because men are stupid and they don't know how to speak and then women you know and because they don't express their emotions yeah a woman can say something to him that's fucking dagger that's so mean that's like life would be better if you were dead (laughs) you know what i mean they can say that to them and they just take that in yeah. And they don't say anything back to no. you. And they don't tell you that what you said just broke them in half. No. But then they'll go and do something. But it did. And you break the woman in half. And you don't even know that you're responsible. You know what I mean? Like The woman even, knows. Hopefully. They you know that can't that's not say, a very nice thing I to hope say to you them. die and I don't care. And, and not know yeah. that'll have some sort of yeah. effect. That one was a rough example. Yeah. But it <laughs> but, is something but, that he said that she said. Yeah. So... <laughs> What I'm saying is he sucks, but, like, she definitely yeah. had some I crappy moments. I think men moments. and women, in that sense, play into their power. Yeah. You know? Men are so, generally more actionable, and women can really, they can tear you down emotionally. Their marriage is not going well. So the they dumps. decided to take a trip to Europe in 1959 as that sort of last-ditch effort to save the marriage, sure. you know? Yeah. Didn't work. It was a miserable trip from, according to everyone involved. It was not fun <laughs> to be on. But they waited to get divorced until the last Lucy Desi comedy hour came out. So, like, mm-hmm. I Love Lucy was from 51 to, like, 57. Yeah. And then they did the Lucy Desi comedy hour from 57 to 60. Mm-hmm. And that was 13-hour-long, like, specials. Yeah. So that they didn't have to end the Lucy show, but they would no longer have such a hard schedule to yeah, make it. Sure. So it's the same show. It's the same characters is what I'm saying. Yeah. She has shows later on that are different characters, mm-hmm. but this is still Lucy, Desi, Fred, and Ethel yeah. all living in their lives. The last one was coming out in 1960, and then the show was over. They mm-hmm. had, like, fulfilled all their commitments. And so they waited, and they officially divorced like the day after that show came out. Mm. The final scene of the show was a kiss between the two of them. And if you watch it, you can see that they're crying. You can see that they are sad for like a number of reasons. Yeah, it's the ending of the a lot of different ending. things. The show's ending. Yeah, and their marriage is ending. Mm-hmm. So they get divorced. Well. After the divorce, they uh, they keep working together on Desilu Studios. Mm-hmm. According to their daughter, they seem to get along better once they were separated. It was almost like once you get rid of the commitment, you in yeah, a way yeah. get rid of the betrayal of that commitment. Yeah. And so you can just be friends with each other now. doesn't matter who the fuck he's sleeping with then. Yeah. Desi remained the president of Desilu Studios and she's the vice president. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was still sort of bogged down. Like he loved the creative part of filmmaking. He did not love running a studio. Yeah. So in 1961, Lucy took, so this is just a year, like a little bit after the show ends. Mm-hmm. She takes a lead role in a Broadway show called Wildcat, which was not great to both critics and uh, financially. Sure. It, she also like fainted and stuff on the show. Like it wasn't great for her health either. Huh. But while she was on Broadway, she met a comedian named Gary Moore mm-hmm. and they got married in November of 1961. Wow. What a fast turnaround. Yeah. We got loose. He's just like, I think he's a very calm, agreeable, nice person. Yeah. So I think it, he's like the opposite of, of Desi. Desi. And so it was like she wanted that companionship, but she didn't want the drama. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the passion wasn't there, but neither was all the heartache. Yeah. You know, she's older now. She also did two movies. The original Year is Mine and Ours. I think it's the original. Oh. With Henry Fonda. Okay. Jane's father. Mm-hmm. 
And then she did the film musical, the film version of the musical Mame, which mm. was, I think Mame was also not super well received. I think she might have been miscast in Mame. Okay. I can't remember who was in the Broadway version, but it was someone who is famous that they were like, she should have done the whatever. But I don't know. Mm. I can't remember. In 1962, The Lucy Show premiered mm. uh, with Vivian Vance, who played Ethel in I Love Lucy. She's still, she's playing uh, Lucy's friend. I think her name's Vivian in the show. Yeah. As a co-star. Desi is still in charge of Desi Lou Studios, and he's still producing the show. So they're still working together yeah. happily. Love it. That show ran for six seasons until 1968. And then she followed that show with a show called Here's Lucy, which ran from 68 to 72. And it featured both of her children. Like, I think they played her children. Okay. In November of 1962, Desi's health was starting to deteriorate. Mm-hmm. So he retired and he sold his portion of the company to Lucy. Oh, smart. And she became the first woman in Hollywood to own a studio. Love it. Love that for her. But she also hated the business side of running a studio because it sucks. Who likes that? I mean, some people do, I assume. Um, Desi remarried another redhead named Edie in 1963. Mm, He's got a type. I think so. Desi Liu went on to produce the original Star Trek and the original Mission Impossible shows in 1966. So it was like a real, it it was a good studio. Yeah. Uh, but she didn't like running a studio either. So she sold it to Paramount in 1967. Wow. Shout out to Paramount, I guess. Um, their daughter, again, talks about this a lot. But there's a tragedy in that they created the I Love Lucy show so that they could be together. Yeah. So that they could actually But that actually tore them apart in the end. But the success of the show and the pressures, pressures of that success wow. eroded, just eroded away the relationship. The last time they were pictured together was when they were playing in uh, the swimming pool with Lucy's, like, their daughter Lucy's son. So with their their grandson. That was mm. the last time they were pictured together. Cute. Desi's wife died in 1985, um, and his children convinced him to get treatment for okay. his alcoholism. Desi's not Lucy. Edie. Edie. Um, he, so he, you know, conquered his alcoholism. Love that. He was her. diagnosed with lung cancer in 1986. Well, he that's a big shh. Shot to the face. Smoked his whole life. Oh, well. What do you expect? Uh, He underwent some treatments, but it was like... What's the point? You're an old ass Yeah, he decided to forego chemo. Mm. He's not that old. He's in his 60s. I mean, I guess back then, but But that's not that old. He decided to forego it. So his daughter took care of him during his final months. Mm. Um, After Desi was too sick to visit, Lucy told one of her friends, like she was crying, and she said, that was the love of my life, but I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. She just couldn't take it anymore. It's hard. It's too hard. It's hard. Um, Love is hard. Life is hard. Their daughter, Lucy, called her mother, Lucy, uh-huh. and told her to come visit Desi before it was too late. She's basically like, die. Mom, he's... He's going to die. He's going to die soon. If you if you want to come, you need to come down and see him right away. And so she came all the way down to Del Mar, and they sat together, and their daughter, Lucy, put on old I Love Lucy episodes, and they watched it together. What a fucking picturesque... And then mm-hmm. her mom told her, so Lucy told her daughter that she cried the whole way home. That's just the whole drive back home. Lucy, old Lucy, Lucy Sr. told Lucy Jr. that she, she cried, cried the, the whole way home. home. I'm sure. What else are you going to do? About a month later, their daughter Lucy called her mom again. And she said, I really think this is it. If there's anything else you want to say to him, you better say it to him now. I don't know how much longer he's going to be lucid. Mm-hmm. So she held the phone up for to Desi so he could hear, but she could still also hear from the phone. Mm-hmm. And she said she heard her mom just say, I love you. I love you. I love you over and over to him. And he said, I love you too, honey. And then the phone call ended. Mm-hmm. Then he died. So if that, if that was like Friday, mm-hmm. he died 
Sunday at midnight. You know what I mean? So in the oh, middle okay. of the night, Saturday, he died. So yeah. he died like a little over 24 hours later. Yeah. And he had been in a coma for most of that time. Before he died. Yeah. But he for most up. of that 24 hours. Oh, okay. Got you. Most of that like last day. Got you. Got you. So Lucy said, their mm-hmm. daughter Lucy said that the last person that her dad talked to that wasn't her or a nurse. Was Lucy Sr. Was Lucy. Yeah. Okay. And she didn't realize that he died on December 2nd, early morning, December 2nd. So the day that they talked, because it wasn't the first, because he was, that was that whole day. It was the 30th of November. What? So he died on December 2nd at like 1230 a.m. Yeah, yeah. That whole day before the first uh-huh. was the day that he was kind of in a coma. Yeah. So the day before that was the day that Lucy had called him and talked to him. Uh-huh. And that was November 30th. Okay. Which is their anniversary. Oh, well, was, but oh, so poetic. He died at, uh, in, at the age of 69. Oh, I almost made it. Five days later, mm. the Kennedy Center was honoring Lucy. Oh. You know, they were giving her that. That's a big honor. Yeah, yeah it's a big deal. They still do that. At the ceremony, they read a letter that Desi wrote. Oh, the letter goes... years ago? No, I think he wrote it for the... I think they do those things kind of a lot in advance. That's what I'm so saying. I think so it was they like, might oh, have... he wa- Yes, he it was it before he died, ago. of course. Mm-hmm. But like a few months before. I don't think he had written it years before. Oh, okay. The letter goes, I love Lucy had just one mission to make people laugh. Lucy gave it a rare quality. She can perform the wildest, even the messiest physical comedy without losing her feminine appeal. The New York Times asked me to divide the credit for its for the show's success between the writers, directors, and the cast. I told them, give Lucy 90% of the credit, divide the other 10% among the rest of us. Lucy was the show. Viv, Fred, and I were just props. Damn good props, but props nevertheless. P.S., I Love Lucy was never just a title. Aww. I cried. <laughs> she cried. Because she was like sitting up in the booth up at the top, you know, yeah. the like the fancy uh, orchestra box seats uh-huh. up at the top next yeah. to President and Nancy Reagan. What? I think they were old friends from the movie days, but like next to the President of the United States. I'm not a huge fan of uh, uh Neither am I. But you but know what? That's, I, that's big time. Neither am I, but he the most was important the people. President. I think he might have just stopped being the president in 19. Um. Like he had just stopped. In January of that year, he wasn't yeah. president anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, everyone stood up and started clapping for her, including the president, the first lady. Yeah. All stood up clapping for her. I mean, we're all crying. Not a dry eye. Not in my the house. eyes, that's for sure. <laughs> I cry every time I watch it. <laughs> Lucy uh, spent the later part of her career supporting and mentoring other comedians like Carol Burnett and Bette Midler. <gasps> Bette Midler. Carol Burnett. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're all great. They're all great. Bette Miller's so good. Because Bette Miller was talking about how Lucy went to one of her shows and she was like, it was kind of a dirty show. <laughs> I was shocked to see Lucy there. Um, Lucy died on April 26, 1989 Oof. from an abdominal aneurysm. She was buried in Forest Lawn next to her mother. But then later in the 2000s, her mother, her brother, and her bodies were all moved to Jamestown. Oh, okay. Desi was cremated and his ashes were scattered. Mm. The documentary that she made for her parents, Lucy Lucy Arnaz said, at the end, he wanted to be at the beach and fish and watch sunsets, and she wanted to be alone and play games with friends. And then she looked at the camera and she goes, they could have done that in 1951. <laughs> like, she just was like, in the end of their lives, it was probably so heartbreaking for her to see these two people who still loved each other so much yeah. and the lives that she knew they could have had together. Yeah. Like the companionship that they could have had together if they could have just made it through that hard place. But yeah, they couldn't. Yeah. No. 
I and mean, they had already been married to other people longer than they had been married to each other. But like, it was still clear that that was the love of Lucy's life. And that yeah. was the love of Desi's life. Yeah. And that like, no one remembers their other fucking yeah. husbands and wives. You it know? just, it, it could have like... been so, it was just her being like, it could have been so simple. It could have been but, but easy. It's easy to say that I think in hindsight and from her perspective, yeah. of course. And that's your parents. So you're already like a little biased. Yeah. You know, I get it. And, and maybe it could have, you know, if some circumstances were different, but I think, I think they were beautiful, you know, and the time that they spent together, they, they built a massive fucking legacy yeah. that is still relevant to this yeah. day and will probably hopefully be relevant for like decades to come. Yeah. There might be a time when people are like, no, it's Lucy. And Don't I'm just fucking like, say that Mav. Okay. If Cleopatra is still relevant, then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. then Lucy will I forever like, be too. You know, I hope Gen Z can appreciate I Love Lucy. There's a real sense of calm that the show provides. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's one of the reasons I loved the show so much is that when your life is crazy, mm. that show is still like simple and pure. And there's a problem we're going to introduce at the beginning yeah. of the episode. Funny stuff's going to happen in the middle and then everything's going to end it's up okay. Very, you know, like I said, they set up a structure that yeah. is still used in television today. I and would argue funny. say that it's like, fading a little bit or it's it's morphed into something a little bit more yeah. modern or is morphing but you know it's still funny though it like is, it's it is. genuinely if you, if you do it still right, so funny it's like you know chef's kiss yeah i think it's an interesting way to start the season though because i don't know i think their love story is so interesting because it's like Nobody's the good guy. Nobody's the bad guy. No. I think they both have their... There's a tragedy to it and flaws. also a sort of simple beauty. You know what I mean? It was just yeah. love at first sight. They yeah. worked so hard to make it work. It lasted for 20 years. Probably longer than anyone thought it would. Road to the wheels fell off. Yeah. I like it. Thank you, Mav. I learned a lot. And I, lo- and I like these people. I think a as a producer, you would like at least reading the parts of his book where he talks about... He's a fucking mad genius. Just the way that he's like... Maybe like really stupid, but like a stupid mad genius. I mean, I do like the way, (laughs) and I think it's similar to sometimes the way that I think when you're just like, someone hands you this really complicated problem and you're like, this isn't hot. can I simplify this real quick? (laughs) And they're just like, well, you have to move to New York for this reason and this reason and this reason. He's like, well, what if we do it this way? What if we just don't do any of that? Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to do it that way. So I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do it that way. That's cool with you. Just do it this way. I don't see why, what's, what's up with that? Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Final thoughts. I love them. Love them forever. And, uh, I hope to just live a life as fucking, you know. Yeah. As great as they have combined. We love to see it. We love Lucy. We love Lucy. So for the sources I use, because Mm. like, this is a little different than a lot of sources. I mean, I'm recommending the books in general that I'm reading to prepare for this. I'm not saying I'm not. Yeah. But these are strong recommendations now. Okay. Lucy's book is great. Lucy's book is uh, after Lucy died, her daughter found a bunch of recordings in like a manuscript that she had worked with to have her autobiography like ghost written for her during her life. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so it's it just sounds like she's talking to you. Like it really sounds like she's just chatting with you. It's yeah. really nice. Okay. Love um, that conversational piece. Would recommend 100%. Cool. And then Lucy's book is called Love Lucy. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it's in print either, but I did get it on Kindle. So it's like available on yeah. Kindle. Yeah. Um, Desi's book is called A Book. <laughs> Which I do love. And it's also really good. It also sounds like him. Like, it's very conversational. Yeah. And so it's like, if you read Lucy's version, you're getting a very 
appropriate explanation of events. Mm -hmm. She's very specific to tell you that, like, no funny stuff happened here. Whereas Desi's like, we had sex. (laughs) He's a lot more, like, freeing. Not just with her, but, like, with everyone. Mm -hmm. You know? It's it's just fun. It's a super fun read. I recommend reading both of them. Okay. Desi's book, particularly the part where he's talking about the producing side of it, is really interesting because a lot of times when you hear film producers or TV producers talking, they, like, think very highly of themselves and mm-hmm. they think about their job, which is fine. Like, it's a hard job. Yeah. But he's very much like, I don't know. <laughs> I sort of made shit up until this worked out for me. And he's like, it it's almost like he's a YouTuber being like, here's how I made this pasta. Yeah. He's like, here's why I made this TV show. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so it's really good. And then the two documentaries that I watched is the one that I think it's called like, Lu- I think it's just called Lucy and Desi. And Amy Poehler made it. It was on, it's on Amazon. They're both on Amazon Prime. But the newer one that Amy Poehler directed was for Amazon. Oh, okay. You know? And it's good. It's a lot more modern. It has a lot more modern interviews. But also because it was made recently, it doesn't have access to the same kind of people that the other documentary had. The other documentary is from the 90s. And it does feel a little dated sometimes. But the other one has, like, her brothers interviewed. Mm. her The Cleo, their cousins interviewed. Mm. Uh, like, movie stars that are now past yeah, were able to talk about knowing them because they weren't dead then. Yes, you know? they were still alive. Mm-hmm. And Lucy Arnaz, their daughter, directed that first one. It's called Lucy and Desi, A Home Movie. And it uses a lot of their old home movies to sort of yeah, show yeah. everything that they're talking about. And it's just interesting to watch both because it's like in the 90s, it seems like the one in the 90s is a little more pro Desi. And I think I don't you can just tell that like the coldness that I mentioned of like Lucy to her kids mm-hmm. is something that maybe her daughter's like still working through. Oh, yeah, yeah. You she know, some, some childhood trauma there. And there's so many more people alive that knew Desi and can talk about how great he was and how charming he was. Yeah. So in the newer one. It's full of people who maybe didn't know how much of a genius he was or maybe only knew how much of a genius he was because they've learned about him, not because they were there and they Mm -hmm. like knew it. Yeah. It's certainly not anti-Desi, the new documentary at all. Yeah. But the new one's a little more sympathetic towards Lucy and the old one's a little more sympathetic towards Desi. So I like watch both. They're both on Amazon. Watch them both. Honestly. They're super cute. I might do that tonight, man. I think you should. You know, I probably won't get through both of them tonight, but... I'm going to start this journey. Yeah. And they, they, because they, Lucy is interviewed in the Amy Poehler one. Mm. I think they use a lot of very similar home movie clips and stuff. Okay. But there's so many more home movies in the older one, obviously, because that's like the point. Yeah. And it's done by their daughter. Okay. Oh, yeah. Our intro outro song is Feeling Good by White Hot. And that's it. We'll see you next month in March with another couple. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.